everybody. Welcome back to Kira's Kingdom, your favorite Death Note podcast. I am your host, Riley, joined, of course, by the one, the only, Mosef Digatron III Esquire. And, uh, and Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> I am both the Wild Stallions. Yep, of so, course. Oh, yeah. Wild Stallions rule. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm I'm having a, a Death Note kind of day. Oh, am, okay. have you I'm, been I'm writing feeling... in na- names in your Death Note? <laughs> How many have you murdered, Riley? How many have you killed? Oh, several. So many. Uh, but no, I'm just I'm feeling real gay about Death Note today. You know, I've just been thinking, thinking a lot about the memories I have of the Death Note anime as it is, as I declared on the issue crew a while ago, my favorite piece of art in history um and i've just been i've just been thinking about it a lot today uh, i love these characters and i did an, uh, i did a little bit of an experiment mo diggity you know what i did uh, see if you could jerk off to both l and light at the same time well no i did that experiment a long time ago and the answer is yes um okay. i <laughs> i after i watched the death no j drama which takes like fucking two and a half hours because i had to take notes on it um just before we did the show, or just before I delayed the show, because I realized I hadn't fucking eaten all day, and I needed to deal with that. Um, I watched the Death Note anime episode in which, like, the different version of this story happens. The, the Ray Penber dies story. I, I went back and I rewatched that episode. And it was interesting to see... I wasn't really thinking about the specifics, because I hadn't seen the anime in a while. But it was interesting to see a lot of the same like emotional and story beats being hit in the J drama, but in like a different creative way where like they still hit the same way emotionally, but the circumstances behind them are slightly different and lead to the different events in the, in this show, in the J drama. All right. So I totally feel that I, I, I can fucks with that. Um, as the kids say, uh, but me, however, I'm kind of being reserved as far as like the quote moments that you know the moments that are supposed to hit you know because this uh because this episode in particular has lots of twists and stuff like at this point i'm comfortable with pretty much saying that there are similarities to the anime but it's also uh doing its own thing so now i'm being reserved and i think in about four or five episodes or maybe even by this uh show's end i'll start to uh suss out which moments of the show like were my favorite parts and like when the show started to grow on me. And I think like episode three of this episode we're about to review here, I think it's starting to grow on me a little bit. It's it's not as wonky as number one and two. They seem to be getting uh, progressively better. Like I didn't feel the urge to uh, skip ahead or anything. Not that I've been skipping ahead. Uh, you know, just said, I, you know, letting everyone know I have not been skipping ahead. It's yeah, you cool. have to curb me because if I realize yeah. you said something like that, I'd be like, what the fuck? No, the, the first two <laughs> episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm about to start skipping ahead here. Uh, you know, come on, let's, let's, you know, cut to the proverbial chase. But I actually, you know, uh, enjoyed watching this episode. So I'm looking forward to talking about it. Dude, I actually, I fucking hate when people skip ahead in things, it just, it 
boils my blood. It's just like this weird, <laughs> this weird tism I have where if people like watch a show and they like fast forward or they skip episodes, it just makes me so fucking angry. I have, uh, I have a friend named Jack um, and he, he is a fan of Power Rangers like I am. Uh, and, but the way he watches Power Rangers is he skips any episode that he doesn't deem relevant to the overarching story. And he like, even in the episodes he watches, he fast forwards sometimes. I mean, and I do just, that with DBZ. It fucking curdles my blood, bro. It makes me so angry. Like, <laughs> I, I, I will pretty much never watch Power Rangers with him again. The night that really, that really set it off is like me, him, and our mutual friend Crow. Um, this was like just after Jason David Frank uh, passed of suicide, I think, just like a month or so later. We were gonna rewatch. We were gonna watch Green with Evil, which is the five-part story arc in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that in- introduced the character Tommy Oliver. Um, and we watched it, and we were watching part one. And there's a part in part one where Tommy is there, he's the new kid in school, and they have an interaction with Bulk and Skull, the school bullies. And Jack tried to fast forward through that entire sequence, and me and Crow are just like, no, what the fuck, we want to watch that. And he's like, oh, I've already seen it a million times, I don't care about the Bulk and Skull part. And we're like, but we want to see it. We want to watch it. We're trying to watch this whole episode. And instead of just rewinding and dealing with, like, the extra two minutes, he turned it off and left the call. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking lame, man. So we had, to, we had to finish Green with Evil ourselves. I don't even remember if we finished Green with Evil. I think we kind of lost the motivation because of what happens. And I'm, I'm just never going to watch anything with him again. It made me so mad. <laughs> I still talk to him about Power Rangers a lot. He's still my friend, but I don't want to watch stuff with him anymore. <laughs> he doesn't watch stuff in a way that I like. No, yeah, that, that's, that is fucking nerve-wracking. Like, if it's by yourself, I get it. You can totally do that as much as you want, but if you're, like, watching with company, you're watching with other people, don't be a dick and skip around. Unless it's, like, unanimous if, or if it's, like, super cringe or something. Like, if it's a song in a disney movie like if i were ever to watch them these days like maybe for like some of them for like uh, the songs are part of the magic you watch disney movies and you're like i don't need the song this is not an integral part of this film Well, sometimes the songs are fucking annoying you know and and it's not but it's i haven't watched a disney movie in like oh i mean voluntarily like I've, I haven't even watched Frozen. I like I know enough about Frozen to know like what happens, but like I, I if I were to ever watch Frozen by myself, I'd probably skip the fucking songs because I just I would just want to watch the movie. But you will never catch me watching fucking Frozen. So yeah, but like when I was like younger, I would do that too. Now I used to be really bad about doing that with uh, professional wrestling shows. Like I'd get raw. And then if it's like the first like 10 minutes is fucking boring, I'm like, okay, oh, I'm skipping ahead. Or if there's like a shitty promo or something going on, I'm like, okay, skipping. Oh God, they're talking so much. There's only been four fucking wrestling matches and it's over price. You know, th- that, that would piss me off. And then I'd be mad. I would be mad at myself for doing that. Cause like, well, I watched the whole show in about 20 minutes and it was like two and a half hours fucking long minus commercials. Yeah, that's a little 
the the lack of attention span that that takes is a little a little absurd to watch like twenty minutes of a two and a half hour wrestling show and be like, yeah, I just watched that wrestling show. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it's not really the viewer's fault per se. It's kind of the fault of the show, you know, the show itself because. I didn't fucking ask for mediocrity. I didn't ask for my two and a half hours to be potentially wasted. So if you lose my faith, like right then and there in, in the product, that's I think that's kind of on their end, not so much the viewer's end. But that's just me. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I get you. I just, I just don't like it. It's just like even if I'm watching something, like I have to get past like even the parts I don't like or I won't watch it because like, if I if I have to skip around, then it's not it's not worth it to me. I, I want to like be there for the whole journey. Like I want to see everything this thing I'm watching has to offer. And if there's enough bad things, then it's like, well, I'm just not going to watch it then. Hmm. Yeah. That, that's like kind of so- my philosophy. Like I gotta I gotta be be in it. I gotta be committed to it, or I'm not going to be in it at all. Now, I'll tell you, I guess another example, like one that people will probably relate to more is the fucking Walking Dead, right? Like, oh, there, because there are that some. That show has to be a nightmare, right? Oh, there are some fucking turds in, in, in that show, even in like the, even after Negan shows up, which is objectively the best part of the show. There's uh, one episode in particular that is nothing but like Eugene, him selling out to Negan and his people. And I'm, like, watching the first, like, 20 minutes of it. It was like, dude, this is absolutely the worst television I've ever seen. So I start skipping around for a little bit. And I'm glad I did because it's just basically him going, oh, rah, 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 can't be mean to all, like, niggas, women, blah, 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 and, and, and all this stuff. And it's just it ended up with him doing, like, grade three science experiments with like Negan's wives and shit. And they're all like, yay, we're innocent. And it's like a little bit of happy in a disastrous world. Uh, like, ugh, this is crap. And I, I don't like Eugene's character anyway. So like a Eugene centric, uh, walking dead episode. It's like, uh, Christ. It was just a bad episode in general. Yeah. Doing a long show like that definitely opens you up for, like errors and just like not producing the show in a way that's going to be satisfying to an audience. Like not to, not to nerd out about power Rangers, but like guys, I think everybody mm-hmm. who's been listening to podcasts I've done recently understands the power Rangers is all I've watched for the past like six months. So it's all I think about constantly. Um, and you should watch chainsaw, man. I just got done today watching all of the rest of chainsaw man from last. I night. watched fucking amazing. I watched the first episode of chainsaw man with Jason a few months ago and I did like it. I just never got back to it. Oh yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome, man. It's, it's, it's a really good anime, like pretty solid. It's, it's kind of silly at some spots, but it's, I forget that, you know, it's, it's fucking anime. So after you get past those silly spots, like, dude, this is a pretty solid little show, and I like it. It's ridiculous, but cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, But uh, the example I was going to give about long-running shows, uh, the reason I think why Power Rangers is such a powerful franchise is because, like, after a certain point, every series is its own thing. So, like, even if Power Rangers is bad for a while, because every long-running show gets bad for a while... You just don't watch that series because they're not connected. You get a new one every year. So like Megaforce and Super Megaforce, which were the seasons in uh, 2013 and 2014, I believe, 
are some of the most awful shit ever produced by man. But you just don't watch those ones, and you watch the good ones, and you're not missing anything because they're not connected. And it's and it just Power Rangers remains a good show in general in your mind, even when you're like, yeah, there's like twelve bad ones though. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, like, yeah. The original, even the original six seasons where the whole story was connected the whole time, like, because it was so long, they did falter. And it was, it's almost farcical to look back on it because the first six seasons of Power Rangers, right? The first, the first season was like, it was kind of feeling it out. Like it was kind of more silly and campy than it continues to be for the rest of it. Um, But it definitely found its identity and was very solid for most of it. And then that was all of season two and three and four. Uh, But then in the beginning of season five, they fucked it up so bad. And it's and it's amazing to see because it's like it's the same people. You still have four out of the five main rangers from season four. Um, But somehow they just like fuck up the writing and they just change the world around them in such unappealing ways and get rid of such iconic side characters. Um, And they write the main characters poorly, even though it's still those same actors. And you can see the flares of those characters in them. They just the writing is so bad and it's, and it was, it was truly awful. And it's just in the middle of this amazing string of good seasons. Cause what happens is the entire main cast gets replaced. And then suddenly season five is great, but it's like, it's season one. Great. Like it's a little silly. It's not as complex as it has been, but it's a nice breath of fresh air after the first half sucked so bad. And then suddenly season six, most amazing thing they've ever fucking made. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that's that that really I guess uh going back to the I guess I'll nerd out myself and go back uh to the Walking Dead again. The reason why uh I kept going back even during the later seasons of The Walking Dead is because they would have like a bunch of just terrible episodes, right? And then all of a sudden they'd have like one, two or three really good ones in a row. I'm like, dude, fuck yeah, Walking Dead is back, gonna get my good show back. And then, like, I'll I'll be riding high on that, and then the shitty episodes will come back again. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. This is just a bad episode. It'll get better next week. And then the next, like, four weeks, are like, oh, this is all awful. Just awful. Like, uh, I feel the same way also about the, the new Star Wars movies. I just pretend that, uh, you know, one, two, and three, four, five, and six happened. The Christmas special, the all the the shows have happened too, but I just oh, pretend the Christmas that Christmas special. You really yeah, have to retain you, you, that one. Yeah, you know, well, because it's pretty bad. But they tried, and they, it was like back when it was new, and it was still like people trying to like being creative, and it was done in that. Uh, have you ever watched like a a, a live sitcom like uh, Roseanne or Tool Time or uh, Home Improvement? Or I something like, like that. Like live in front of a studio audience sitcoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the way that it is, it's like, you I know, feel like a lot of the a lot of the like Disney Channel sitcoms are live in front of a studio audience. And okay. I definitely watched a shit ton of those as a kid. OK, so like the the the, the feel of like when you're watching the show, but you can tell that it's not it's obviously like a camera without like, you know, a special uh, uh a uh, 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 film being used in front of it. It's like if you were recording somebody, 
but and but with yeah, the it's better like there's quality no camera. filming techniques. Like it's not like a movie. It's a show that's being performed on a stage and then broadcasted on television after editing. It's not you're not gonna get like crazy tracking shots or like the kind of shit you'll get in like a film or like in a really good produced TV show. It's it's it's, it's like that. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Did I go too big brain? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was, oh, fuck. What, what was I fucking, I, I was talking about it, and then all of a sudden I just fucking, it just dropped. Uh, you were talking me. about uh, uh, sit, live sitcoms in front of an audience and how they're filmed differently. Okay, but like right before that, what was I talking about? Something about The Walking Dead, I think. Oh, uh, fuck. I forgot the point that I was making completely. Oh, oh, no, 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 uh, Star Wars, Star Wars, I remember now. Star Wars, Star Wars, okay, okay go. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, the Christmas special w- was done sort of like that film style, like live in front of the studio audience style, and, and they had, like, Carrie Fisher, I think they had, I don't, I don't know or remember if they had Han, like, uh, Harrison Ford, because I think at that time he was, like, in full Indiana Jones gear, and I think Mark Hamill was also in it, and Chewbacca was basically everyone but I think Han Solo was just in this movie. It was just, but it was just bad. It was just like, oh, this is like, uh, only kids are going to love this. You know, the kids are going to be like, I love the thing. And then they watch as adults like, oh, this is fucking awful, right? Like uh, you go back to like something that you watched a long time ago and you're like, dude, I remember being this being so much better looking when I was a kid because you never had like a point of reference you know, when you were a child, right? But yeah, yeah, that, that's... Uh, I tried to pretend that the Disney Star Wars movie uh, movies don't exist. Kind of like how uh, the Indiana Jones uh, series stops after uh, Last Crusade with, uh, Sean, uh, uh, with Sean Connery. It's so weird to, like... Because I have... I, I still have strong, positive relationships with a lot of content that's aimed towards children. Um, but every once in a while, I will have, like, those shows where it's, like, I'll think about them in the same nostalgic way that I do, like, Pokemon and Power Rangers that I still love unironically. And Power Rangers, I've found more appreciation for than I've ever had, like, these past six months. And, but with other shows, I'll go back and I'll be like, I remember this being so cool as a kid. Like, I think Beyblade was the most recent example. <laughs> I went back to Beyblade because I was like, oh, I remember Beyblade being so fucking awesome. And I went back to Beyblade and it's like, this show is not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, nostalgia can be a fucking killer sometimes, man. Like, uh, I- I'm real wary these days at, at my advanced age. Uh, about like what nostalgia can lead to because sometimes like I'll just watch it and since I have an over- overly cynical and critical mind now I'll start nitpicking it with today's standards I'm like dude I'm almost like I almost ruined the 80s Transformers uh, fucking uh, show like uh, several like about like 10 years ago I think I was getting baked going I'm gonna watch Transformers because you know I'm still in my child man my man child mind you know, in my, like, late 20s, early 30s at that point. Yep, yeah. So I started watching. I was like, dude, this is bad. Well, maybe I'll watch 80s Ninja Turtles, right? And did you know that there's, like, about... Ninja Turtles sort of goes on into the early 90s? 
And I never knew that because I guess. We oh just... yeah, the original Ninja Turtles cartoon ran a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I don't remember that, and uh, I I remember watching like the first couple of seasons, but then there's apparently the the graphics change a little bit, and I never got to see that. And there's a uh, there are shows from my childhood that just abruptly ended. And I'm wondering how many of them actually had like continuations. Like, uh, did you ever watch Tailspin as a kid? Um, I didn't watch it as a kid, but I've seen an episode or two now. Sometimes I go down oh, okay. like media research rabbit holes, so I'm like very familiar with Disney Afternoon. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, Disney so, Afternoon was yeah. the shit. But like, uh, uh, Tailspin abruptly ends. Like out of the blue, like uh, there's uh, you're chugging along, then all of a sudden there's this episode. I think uh, Rebecca sells the fucking sea duck, and that's it, and that's the end of the fucking series. Uh, like I don't, maybe I'm misremembering it, but there's like all sorts of weird shit. I I don't really like nostalgia anymore. When I guess shows end, like, like before there's a real ending, it's just always so tragic. Like you always just wonder what could have been if the show was just allowed to tell the story it wanted to tell for as long as it wanted to tell it. Like the, uh, the Saturday morning Sonic cartoon, uh, which a lot of people loved uh, back when it was airing, that one ended on like a cliffhanger, literally. And then it just like never came back. And the, yeah. com the comics did continue that storyline, as it turns out. But like, nobody knew that. Like, kids yeah, I, I had no that. idea either. <laughs> so the show just went away and all of a sudden it's like, what's going to happen? We just ended on this big cliffhanger and like, we're just never going to know what happens then. That's just it. Yeah. Do shows when we were a kid, when we were kids got so disrespected because they just think, well, man, just fucking throw them in a, a video game or something. And the kids are just going to forget. They're like, nah, man, there's shit that we don't fucking remember. I mean, that, that don't fucking remember that we remember, uh, you know, from those days, like even uh, Pinky and the Brain had a uh, they had an episode where they're a big ears noodle noggin and they capture America's children's hearts and then they fucking abrupt like they plan on just abruptly ending them and then they come back in their version of the 90s at that time, the current year. And all the fucking kids who are huge fans of Big Ears and Noodle Noggin came knocking on their fucking, pounding on their fucking doors, breaking it down, like shoving therapy bills in front of their faces and shit, still wearing the same fucking merchandise that they wore when they were kids. And, you know, that I, I, I didn't understand that too much when I was a kid, but like watching it when I was an adult, dude, I laughed my ass off so fucking hard because that explains a lot how I felt when I was in my 20s and I would remember some of these fucking cartoons and how they just abruptly end. Abruptly ended. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But anyway, I guess Death Note. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're 21 minutes into this Death Note podcast. I think more, actually. 22 or 21. Yeah, that's a correct number. I was right the eh, first time. That was uh, a good opening. We had a good opening. I, I it, dig it. We did have a good opening, but now we got we to gotta tell you about uh, the, the misadventures of Kira today. Um, I forgot that I was supposed to translate the title. <laughs> Hold on. This is going to become a trend. I take, I, I, I spend hours taking detailed notes, but every time I'm going to forget to get the title. <laughs> That's it. Podcast over. We're done. Yeah. We're done. It's, it's over. Is we can't recover. Oh, 
Hashtag never, canceled. We could never recover from this. It's over. It's completely over. All right. All right. Get this this is our version of the twist, you know, like in the show, except we're well, the twist is we don't do our jobs. And so we have to like pause out of the blue and do goofy shit. No, I'm just fucking around. Wait, I mean, who cares? Actually, I can say whatever I want. Has, has anyone listened to the last episode from last week? I didn't look and Anchor just made a change to their shit that's making it hard for me to log in. So I'm not going to look right now. <laughs> Okay, I can, then. I can right. log in. It's not a problem. It's just going to take like five minutes when I have to. So I'm trying to avoid it as long as I can. Okay, good. Then I won't go off on the audience then. You people count your lucky stars. I had so, something to say. The translated not title here, uh, which if you remember, they're not proper titles. They're just kind of sentences about the episode. Um, the title is, Kira is in a desperate situation because of the trap set by L." That oh. is episode three. All right, let's 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 talk about it. I got some notes. I think they took me longer this time because I was pausing more frequently to make sure I didn't miss plot points because everything was moving kind of fast. So it took me like two hours to take notes on this, probably longer. <laughs> but here we go. It, it makes sure I really remember everything that happens because I had to particularly write it down every time something of note occurred. <laughs> so... Uh, we start off with Light. Uh, he's still talking to L on the phone, um, and he's he's suspicious because of the the, the bus jacking. You know, it, it seems it seems too convenient that he was on that bus that was bus jacked by a criminal. It's a little it's a little sus. It's a little suspicious. Light, Light Yagami's looking a little sus here in the crib. A little sussy was he? He, he, he might be the imposter. I think. Uh, so he he Light L. God damn it! I'm getting light and L mixed up. I'm I'm on the Mo Diggity drug today. Uh, <laughs> so L brings up that Light uh, was the one specifically instructed to collect the belongings, and then he looked at uh, Ray's ID and shit, and then he was asking for his name. Um, and it's just a little, it's just a little suspicious because you know Kira can control his victims, and Light could have could have controlled the bus jacker. Who knows? That's that's what L is surmising. That's what L is uh, tapestrying to to light over the phone. The reasons why he suspects him of Kira ding. Uh, you're Kira. Didn't you just Kira all over the place? Kira all over this place. It's Kira in time. <laughs> <laughs> he morphed all over them. He Kira all over them. Kira all over them. Uh, so L also suspects uh, that he might have tried to manipulate Ray into killing him. Uh, this is also a, and this is weird that he so specifically seems to be tuned into what Light did, because later they will take great pains to make it seem like L does not specifically suspect Light at all. Light is just like one of like thirty people he's like working his magic on to try to figure out who Kira is. So it's really weird how specifically keyed in he is into like exactly what Light did and what Light's intentions were, when. Everything else in the episode tries to convey to you that he does not suspect light in particular. Oh, am I supposed to say something? I'm sorry. I, I, I thought I was you kind of were... waiting for for oh, input. Oh, okay, so I'm <laughs> going to be real here. I, I thought you were going to say more, so I was. I thought that you were not done. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought that you know, this show kind of makes makes it sort of a. Uh, since they, I guess they're having to speed everything up episode by episode because 
you know, we didn't, when was it that we finally get to meet Misa? Like how many episodes into the anime did we finally oh, get God, introduced to Misa? It had to have been like at least seven or eight, nine, like seven or eight, nine, probably something around there. Yeah, because we're already pretty much like the, I think that one of the first scenes is, you know, uh, Light and his uh, his boy are at a Misa Misa concert, right? Yeah, like this show is already moving. Fa- like you can start to see that it's moving faster because, like I said, I watched the anime episode that does the Ray Penber thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was episode five. And this is episode three. Um, and even in Death Note, the anime episode five, like more of the story that we haven't even gotten to in this show yet was set up. So this this episode did in 40 minutes what episode five did in like 12 and then did eight minutes of more things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the pacing, I, I think, has gotten a little bit better by the third episode. And I, I'm digging it a little bit more. And I, I kind of think, well, I, I guess this is sort of like general stuff, but I think the... Uh, Animation for uh fucking oh god uh, now all of a sudden I fucking forgot his fucking name on, on the Shinigami Ryuk thank you yeah uh, uh Rem and uh, Ryuk has gotten a little bit better too but yeah it's just uh you could tell that he's just I mean I wouldn't be you know what it's a uh, Mo prediction time oh uh, it's Mo's game theory let's go yeah, Mo's game theory I think because like how how many episodes are there twelve there's 11. So or there 11 are or 12. eight more episodes after this one. Okay. I think in the next like two, maybe three episodes, three might be a stretching it, but maybe not. I think he's going to get busted somehow, like in a major fucking way. You think he, Light's uh, going to get busted in episode yeah. like five? Uh, you know, with, with the, all right. So not to spoil the review because that's later on. But with the way that this uh, episode and the show's going, I think maybe even it's either going to be he gets busted already, or if they keep with the major, major points from the anime, maybe L fucking dies. Hey, here's a thought. This is this is insane. There's no way this is true. But I'm I'm gonna make it up anyway. This is my insane fan theory based on just <laughs> three episodes of what we've seen. All right, let's hear it. Light gets caught before the show ends. There are several episodes left after Kira is caught, and there there's a new Kira. And you wanna know who that Kira is, Mo? Uh, Super Kira. Super Kira. Well, maybe he is Super Kira, but his his true identity, the true identity of Super Kira, mm-hmm. is a character who was very much opposed to Kira in the anime, but in this show, seems to be a completely unhinged psychopath a little bit, maybe. Mo, who do you think I'm talking about? I think you're talking about fucking, uh... Who who, who are you talking about? Do you not know? Did you not figure it out? No, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. For some reason or another, I can't remember fucking names today. Describe him. I want to. I want to see if you got it. I want to see. Oh, no, near, near. You talking about fucking? Yes, I am talking about near. He seems like a fucking psycho, and I could totally see with how with how much this light seems to slip up. I could see him getting caught and near being the true villain. Um, and we'll talk about why. We'll get once we get to the part of this episode with near. We'll talk about why I think he's an unhinged psychopath. Maybe. Um, Well, gee, I wonder why. Because, like, it was more subtle in these past two episodes, uh, but this one is just outward. 
Uh, but we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, so where are we? Okay, so L even surmises like a motivation for Light that it's like he inherited a sense of justice from his father, but it manifests in like a twisted way uh, where he thinks that this like mindless murder is some form of justice. Um, he reveals to his he reveals to Light that uh, Chief Yagami works directly with him as the head of the task force. Um, and he promises that he's going to figure out how Kira kills, and then he hangs up the phone. And, you know, Light's got himself in a fine pickle. How's he going to get out of this one, folks? I don't know. Uh, he's, he even, he gives up. He says, it's over. To himself. Like, he's he's given up, almost. But we'll see, obviously, by the end of the episode, because there's eight more episodes of this show. Uh, he's not given up. Uh, but... Uh, then we cut to the headquarters, uh, the task force headquarters, uh, or the Kira countermeasures office, as I believe it's technically called. Um, he, uh, Ray is there. Uh, he suggests that if Light is Kira, uh, he may stop killing people uh, to curb suspicion. Uh, Elle responds that if he did that, he, he would just be more suspicious. Um, Watchery offers Ray a squeezy pouch applesauce like Elle has. Ray doesn't want it. <laughs> It's so weird, but, you know, I guess I'm into it. <laughs> That's just there instead of, like, because when they did an anime, they got to be creative with, like, the sweets he ate. Like, they could draw more shit. But in a yeah. live-action show where all of that food has to be its own prop, they just, like, picked one sweet food and made it his thing. Yeah, uh, all right. I, I get it. I get it. Um, but, okay, so Ray doesn't take the applesauce. Um, Elle instructs Ray to continue to tail light um, and says that as long as Kira doesn't know his name, he's not going to die. Um, and then once the Kira situation is safely resolved, he, he and his fiance can get married. His fiance, who is not the Shoko girl who is part of the task force, who might still be Detective Waifu in terms of how she plays into the story, she is still, I don't know her real name. I believe, if, if, I, if I had to guess, I believe it was Hermura. It was Shoko Hermura. Um, but yeah, she still, was definitely I, called something else. Yeah, I still have her in my notes as maybe Detective Waifu because, like, even though she doesn't have the relationship with Ray, I can still see like the same exchange happening in some way because that's such an iconic part of early Death Note is the exchange between Detective Waifu and Light. So I could I could foresee that story being told in in a similar fashion with this cop, and I believe that's what they're going for. Because why else would her name be fucking Shoko if that wasn't what they're going for? But, uh, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Um, so, uh, Elle, kind of jokes about, you, you won't have to invite me. Uh, and then Ray, uh, retorts with, hey, if you tell me your name, I'll send you an invitation. <laughs> and then they're, they're just kind of like, ah, <laughs> you can't tell me your name, that's the joke. <laughs> and then, uh, Ray leaves, uh, and then Elle gives Watchery another commands note, like, as he tends to do. That's the, that's the... That's the TV storytelling technique for uh, L has to tell Watery something, but we don't want him to tell the audience that something, so it's a surprise later. He just gives him a note, um, and then he sa- he just says, make these for our passionate heroes, is what he says. Um, and Watery's just like, okay. <laughs> and then he goes off. Um, and then we cut to the city at night. Um, Chief Yagami and some other guy are driving. Uh, I just call him the driver for a while. Uh, in my notes, we do get a name for him eventually. Um, it was not one of the members of the task force. Like, I paused and was, like, looking closely. I'm like, is that Mogi? It was not Mogi. It's a new character. Um, so, 
Uh, he asks Chief Yagami if his son is home. Uh, Chief Yagami says he should be by this by this hour. Um, and then we do cut to Light's house, where he is in fact home. He enters his room, uh, and he he still thinks he's fucked. Um, he's like, his, there's like tears in his eyes, and he looks at the Death Note and starts like screaming and crying and freaking out, and goes to rip the Death Note in half. Um, and then Ryuk snatches it and it's like, whoa, 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 there, buddy, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh, and Light's like, give it back, damn it, give it back! <laughs> so it's a very high emotion exchange. Um, and then, uh, concerned dad Ryuk, because for a lot of this episode, Ryuk is Light's dad, I think. He's Papa Ryuk. Um, no, I think he's the devil on his shoulder. because He, he is, he is him, for like, most of it, but there's, there's just a few moments where I'm like, okay, Light is Ryuk's son, he is a Shinigami dad, he's, he's Papa Ryuk. Um, and this is the first instance where he's like a concerned dad, like, what's wrong? What's wrong, son? Are you okay? Um, and then Light's like, fuck, he's got me. I'm fucked, it's over. Um, and he's like, oh, they might send my father to arrest me. My own father is gonna take me to jail, mister. Um, yeah, he's straight up freaking out. And and then... And then, Ryuk's like, hey, Light, what if, hear me out on this, kill your dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah like so i can be your you new kill dad your kill dad. your dad <laughs> kill your dad so i'll be your new dad and you won't get caught as kira uh so ryuk tosses like the death note um and like kind of looks at it he kind of considers but he's not he hasn't said anything yet he's not we don't know what he's thinking and he's not saying anything we have nothing definitive as to how he's feeling about this right now um besides like- that he's like kind of shaking a little bit and he's but that, that can be interpreted as him still just being nervous about getting caught. You don't really know where he's going with this. Well, I, I also think since, uh, you know, this is a light that actually shows, like, real emotions, and it's not so hard to try and, like, figure out what he's uh, trying to feel, like, in the anime. Like, he's a lot more stoic in the anime. This one, like, you can tell, like, his ups and downs and all that stuff. It's... He really doesn't want to kill his dad, even though he kind of hates his dad for what he uh, didn't do, you know, back in the first episode. And, uh, you know, he doesn't seem to want to kill his dad, but now he's scared as shit. You know, now he's like, well, is now baby he's like, back Fuck, in the is it corner? my only option? Like, am I dead mm-hmm. if I don't? Yeah. And then he's he's thinking about this. He's freaking out. And then Sayu's like, hey, like, dad's home. He wants to ask you about something. And uh, Chief Yagami and his driver, who is, I think, the commanding officer of his, but up, up until he introduced himself, I just was like, oh, it's his driver, I guess. I guess he's rich enough to have a driver. Because he even looks like he's dressed to be a driver a little bit. Um, so uh, they're, they're going up. They head up to Light's room. Ryuk's poking his head out of the door. He's ghost-phasing through the door. And he's like... They're here, they're here. Um, and Light, like, he's struggling. He's like, oh, I gotta do it, I gotta write it down. But, like, he can't. He doesn't say any of that. We don't hear it. We're not, like, in his mind constantly like we are in the anime. If this happened in the anime, he, you would definitely hear, like, a fucking seven-hour monologue about the ramifications of this action mm-hmm. that Light Yagami is giving himself. But we don't get that. We just, like, see it in his actions where he's, he's struggling. He's, he's, he knows he's got to write it down, or at least he feels like he knows he's got to write it down. Um, and then we see a CGI render of an apple. For what reason? I don't I, know. <laughs> you know, I was actually talking, yeah, and then there's claws just struck into it. 
I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why is this in there? This was like out of the blue. Like, maybe they were just, tr- maybe I they were was just going to uh, come back. Like, I yeah. saw something like that and I was like, okay, we don't understand this now. And then something's going to happen at the end and we're going to see it again and it's all going to come together. Yeah, that was my prediction, so- but it didn't happen. <laughs> Maybe it's something that's going to be a whole series long thing for oh, this. Oh, maybe the apple comes back at the end. So I'm going to be, but I'm going to be honest here. If the, if we never see the fucking apple again, I'm going to be like, what the fuck was the point of the apple at that one point at that one time? That's just it does ridiculous. it does feel so random at the point that it's at. like were they just short on time so they put in something for filler? Okay, or, you know, just they hit. We their, need it. 10 seconds more. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> apple? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> All right. Yeah, whatever. But let's see if the apple comes back. I'll be curious to know. Um, Chief Yakimi heads to Light's room. He knocks and enters. Um, the, the driver, as I called him until now, is introduced as Assistant Inspector Sumida of the Meguru East Office. Sorry if I don't know how to pronounce Japanese words. I am a filthy American. Uh, um, they ask him where he was and what he was doing tonight. Um, and Ryuk's like, do it, do it. Like, kill your dad. Kill your dad right now. Kill your father. Kill your father. Um, and Light does physically put his pencil on the paper, but he doesn't write. He, like, kind of, like, makes a line, but that's it. Um, and then Samita asks about, uh, Yukita. If you'll remember, is the weird, creepy guy who was trying to fuck Misa in episode two. Um, and he asked whether Light knew him, um, because his number, Light's number was one of the last calls he received or whatever. Um, and then Light realizes, like, they're, in, they're not investigating Kira right now, they're investigating Misa getting attacked. Um, so we find out that Yukita died by getting hit by a car, we didn't get that last time, we just got Misa waking up and seeing his dead body, he was hit by a car, we know that now. Um, I thought flat- that we saw. I thought that we saw that in the last episode. I might have, maybe I missed it, but I could have sworn. Literally, all we got was uh, Misa passed out after falling down the stairs, and then she woke up, and he was dead next to her. Hmm. That's what I remember being what happened. But maybe I just missed the car last episode. Like I looked down to take a note, and I didn't want to pause, and I missed the car. That that's possible. Um, but I believe we didn't see it last time. Quite poo simply. Uh, and then we flash back to Light and Yukita meeting and exchanging numbers, um, and that's like, okay, this is what they're asking about. So Light's like, hey, we're both fans of Misa, we only met the one time, I barely knew the dude. Um, and Light asks if Misa's okay, um, and if you'll remember, Misa was supposed to die, um, but, uh, the cop is like, yeah, she got away, just, just light injuries. Um, and then Chief, Chief Yagami apologizes for coming up and questioning Light. Uh, Light's kind of freaked out, so he doesn't say much at first, and then his dad's like, hey, Light? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's fine, don't worry about it. Um, and then Chief Yagami and Sumita leave, uh, and, or Chief Yagami and Sumita go downstairs, and then Sumita leaves entirely. Um, and then in Light's room, Light and Ryuk are doing this real cute thing. <laughs> where they're both laying down and thinking in the same exact way. Like, the same exact mannerisms are being displayed. Like, they're laying down, they're fully laid down, and, like, their hand is on their forehead, and they're, like, self-monologue thinking to themselves the exact same way. Like father, like son. (laughs) Like death Shinigami father, like son. 
Uh, yeah, both- I thought I thought for a second they were laying right next to each other in that scene. I was like, how this big ass motherfucker is going to be on the bed with light? Well, I mean, he also can be ethereal, so maybe he's on the bed with light and he's just like phasing into light. But I don't think that's what was happening. Um, mm. uh, but they're both laying in the same exact way. Light is thinking like, hey, why didn't dad mention anything about me being Kira? Did L not tell him what happened? Did L not tell him about the bus jacking and the phone call? And uh, and then Ryuk is like, how is Misa still alive? I saw her lifespan with my own eyes. She should be dead. Uh, and they're both they're both like thinking about that. Um, and then Ryuk calls out to Light to like ask him a question, I guess, like maybe. But then Light just immediately fucking molecularly deconstructs him and just like, I guess your Shinigami eyes aren't very reliable, eh, buddy? <laughs> like just fucking boom roasts him. Um, Ryuk's like, hey, it's mean. Don't talk to- back to me, my son, Light Yagami. <laughs> 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 Don't you talk to me and my Shinigami son ever again. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the hospital uh, where Misa's staying uh, to have her light injuries treated. Um, some man who I guess is probably like a security guard of hers. Just, he's not like creepy. He's, he's, good, he's a good man. We just don't know what his relationship is to Misa, which feels weird because last time this happened, he was a creepo actually. Um, but this dude just brings her flowers. And it's like, hey, I canceled your next two interviews. So I guess it might be like her agent. Um, he's like, hey, get some rest. Brought her flowers. Uh, Misa kind of has like a look on her face. So he asks her what's wrong. Um, and she's like, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. Um, and then he's like, okay, I'll just set the flowers down. Uh, get some rest. And he leaves. Uh, and then he cuts a light and Sayu both walking outside. Uh, Sayu is departing for, I, I would assume, school. Um, they say goodbye to each other. And then Light takes the trash out. Um, and he sees that Ray is still tailing him. Um, by the way, uh, we don't learn his real name until the end of the episode, spoiler alert. Uh, so I'm just going to keep calling him Ray until we know it. Uh, so uh, Light is still being tailed by Ray. Um, Light's like, okay, he's still there. Um, he heads back up to his room. He's wondering if L might have just been baiting him with that phone call, um, which feels like a classic like big-brained L move, and it really was. And I, It's honestly flabbergasting what L was hoping to achieve here, because he this technique worked so amazingly on Light, but it's a technique he employed on 30 different people in the same way. But because Light is actually guilty, it fucking got to him at his core. That's how good L is, is because he doesn't exactly know that Light is Kira, but Light's on his list, and everybody on his list is getting, like, worked in the same way. And because Light is guilty, it's, like, devastating to him, and it takes him a lot to recover. So this is like this is L being a very good detective, where like <laughs> he 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 employs the exact same like intimidation techniques on thirty different possible suspects, and even though they're so depersonalized, he's just so good at it and so good at making it feel personal that it shakes light to his core. Yeah, you finally get to see a little bit more of a detective flex from uh, L in this episode that you didn't really that you saw just a little bit in the other episodes but not too terribly much i, I think this episode showcased l's skills a lot better so i'm glad that we're finally at the point where we're actually seeing this now because i was getting a little bit like i, I i'll be i'll admit it uh, i didn't really like the the l character in this series 
that much up until this episode. And now I kind of liked him, but like, bit. I kind of liked him in kind of a non genuine way. Like, it was just like he had such, he was so like kind of snarky. Yeah. I was like, this is charming. Like, I like that this is what L is kind of, but like, he's not, he's not who he used to be. I mean, he does not feel as impactful as who he used to be. But now I'm, I'm starting to come around on him genuinely as a, as a proxy for the anime L. He, he is a different character, but. He, he he definitely it hits the same this time like this amazing like eight brain like massive <laughs> brain de- detective strategy where he's playing he's playing against like 50 different people um but the one guy he's really playing against is being so affected by these moves he's using on all of them which shouldn't be as effective of a technique as it is because it's not personalized but he's so good at making it feel personalized and just picking out details that could be used to make it feel like he, you're the only suspect. And it really gets to light. He almost gives up. Like, he's like, it's over. I'm fucked. L got me. When in reality, L was just working him. Yeah. It, it's really impressive. I'm, I'm very impressed with that. I, the, uh, this is a spoiler for later, but I, I want to say it anyway. Um... If you'll remember last episode, I did end up backtracking. I was going to give L favorite character for what he did last episode. And then I was like, eh, it's more the event than the guy. And I gave it to Light. This episode, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think L might have got it. Uh, but we'll see how I feel <laughs> as we continue. Um, and, uh, and Light's like, okay, he can't catch me unless he has proof. So I'm, I'm still in this. I can still fight. Uh, and that's that's where we leave light. We cut to the police station. Um, chief Yagami, who I believe is not the chief, because later in this episode, it is very subtle. It's not noticed. I don't th- I don't think I've ever heard them call him the chief. Um, and he calls who we've been calling the director the chief. So I think Chief Yagami is just another police officer in this particular version of the story. And the guy huh. he reports to is the chief. So he's just Officer Yagami, I guess, in this show. But I'm not going to remember to call him that. He's just going to be Chief Yagami forever. That's that's basically the name of the character for me at this point. Yeah, I, I totally understand that completely. Like, like his, he might as well not even have Soichiro as a name. His first name to me is Chief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in fact, in my notes, I just refer to him as Chief. Like, I don't write out Yagami. He's just Chief. <laughs> um. So... Chief Yagami cannot tell the real chief uh, where the task force headquarters is at L's instruction. Um, and the chief is pissed because his daughter received a phone call from L asking if she was Kira. So it was bait. Is This is when we find this out, is that it was, it was bait the whole time. Light was not the only person L called. This is where that reveal is. Um, and Chief Yagami says he'll look into it and uh, leaves. Uh, then we cut to the headquarters. Uh, Chief Yagami's entering. Watari's like, hey, he's here. Um, and also the other guys, so Matsuda and Aizawa and Mogi and uh, maybe Detective Waifu. Um, Chief Yagami asks about the phone call um, and if the chief's daughter is Kira. Um, and Elle's like, no, I don't know. Uh, she's not the only one I called. Um, I called any suspect who noticed or interacted with the FBI investigator tailing them. Um, and she, he did that to, quote, shake them up a bit, which, again, very successful in doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, 
Tifi Agami says, you didn't tell me. And then Elle just responds with, I just did. <laughs> uh, and then they all sit down. Um, Elle says he called 21 different people. Um, he said if he wants to get proof, he has to provoke Kira. So that was his goal. Um, Mogi, at least I think it was Mogi, we didn't actually see his mouth move. Um, we just heard him talk as we kind of got like a panning shot of the headquarters, I think. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was Mogi. The voice sounded like Mogi. Uh, he asked if L might be provoking Kira too much. Um, but then L kind of ignores him and has Watchery uh, take out this briefcase, which has like wallets in it. Um, and the wallets have IDs uh, with fake names and ranks for each of the task force members. Um, so it's like, okay, yeah, we gotta, we gotta take these measures if we're gonna investigate Kira and risk our lives. Uh, Chief Agni's like, hey, if we're gonna be here, like, investigating and shit, can we have our cell phones back? We kinda need our cell phones. Um, and Elle's like, okay, I guess you can do that, uh, because I trust you, and we're gonna catch Kira together. Um, and then the task force's like, alright, we're gonna show Kira the true justice always wins, and they kinda, they kinda break off, they all start investigating in their own ways. Uh, Mogi goes to confirm the latest victims. Aizawa and Matsuda go to interview witnesses. Uh, Watchery takes maybe Detective Waifu to check out the computer system, because if you remember, she is the internet expert. That is her title. Uh, she's She's got to go look at the computers with Watchery so that she can utilize her internet expertise against <laughs> Kira. Uh, <laughs> Google like no other. She's the best Googler. You thought Light was a good Googler in the anime when he figured out those stocks in the Yotsuba group? Oh, God. Maybe Detective Waifu? Great Googler. Could do that faster than Light did, I think. <laughs> you have no idea the light speed I can Google something. Anything. The Just watch. The most powerful Googler in the universe. <laughs> My SEO is on point. <laughs> it's very good. Um, so Chief Yagami is like, hey, L, I want a list. Of everybody you called, and I want to know, was my son one of them? Um, and then I was like, here, you can see the list. And Light is, in fact, on the list. And she found me, like, oh shit, there he is. <laughs> uh, and then we cut back to Light's room. Um, he's, he's like, building. We, we all know what he's building, but I'll wait to say it until we actually figure it out. Um, he's building. He's got a magazine called Weekend Carpentry Techniques <laughs> that he's using as part of this. Uh, process. Uh, uh, let me cut right back to the headquarters uh, where L is like, hey, Light is not the primary suspect, he's just one of many. Um, and Chief asks, hey, is he a suspect because of that time that he gave he gave Ray the slip? He, he like, got out of his watch for a little bit. And um, he's like, yeah, he told me he just went to dinner with a friend uh, when that happened. Um, and then L's like, hey, do you talk to your son often? <laughs> and Chief Ivy's like, no. And Elle's like, does he want to be a police officer? And Chief Yagami's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, kind of the inf- that's kind of the conversation they have there. Um, and then we cut back to Light, uh, who, as he's like going through his drawers, I guess, uh, he finds a little like walkie-talkie transceiver uh, that his dad got him as a kid. Um, then we flash back to uh, uh, Death Note Babies, They Make Your Dreams Come True. Uh, little little baby Light and Sayu. You just did not, you did not just <laughs> reference Muppet Babies. I did just reference you fucking, Muppet you, you, you magnificent bastard. I'll go ahead and give you points. I'll give you points for like slipping in that very, very niche reference that pretty much only my generation, maybe some people in your generation will get. 
That's fucking insane. God damn. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we just got done talking about nostalgia in the 20 minute like opening. You just you you slam me right into the Muppet Babies nostalgia right in the feels, man, in the childhood. <laughs> yep, the they're the the death of babies. They will make your dreams come true. Uh they're they're hanging out. Uh, now like... I have the fucking theme song stuck in my fucking head. <laughs> Stop, god damn you. And it's at the part where the fucking TIE fighter comes in. You know, it's like stuck at that loop, that three second loop. God damn it. I hate you every day more and more. <laughs> more and more. You said that on the issue crew recently. Yes, too, and I, I don't think I'll ever stop saying it because <laughs> it becomes truer every fucking week, every day. You'll keep saying it until the next thing you say is, I'm done with this, and then I never hear from you again. <laughs> hey, don't tempt me. Don't tell me that's oh, that no. I can Don't tell me I have an out. You you don't have an out. I will I will hunt you relentlessly. <laughs> you will never escape. Uh You've but... gotta watch the rest of live action death note mode. You, have you to. don't have a choice in the matter. We I have to we have to watch the movies. We have to read the novels. We have to fucking play the video games. We have so much to uh, okay, do. Okay. Uh. <laughs> we got to do the the Kira game stream soon. Oh, Christ. That, that, that's Kill a plan, by the way. If anybody remembers, uh, there was a Death Note video game for the Nintendo DS. Uh, I played a lot of it on... Not a lot of it. I don't think I actually got super far. Uh, but I played a decent chunk of it on... Riley's unedited Let's Play Hellscape, which was my daily Let's Play project that I did for about three or four months. Um, then, then it kind of died. Uh, but I played Death Note Kira game, which I found out was real after... On this show, I was like, I can't believe they never made a Death Note video game. It'd be so cool if they made a Death Note video game. Um, and I was somehow convinced that they hadn't, but they had. They've made multiple, in fact. They were only in Japan, though. Uh, but one of them, Death Note Kira game for the Nintendo DS was translated into English fully and is available to play. Uh, so I want you, Mo Diggity, to play it on your Side Gaming YouTube live stream. Oh, I'm and then we, hang and then we talk about it right. on a podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be like Paul making me play fucking Chex Quest. Even though I kind of like Chex Quest okay, but like, Jesus. I, th I think me and you together, Mo, just having a good time. I think we'll have a great time with Kira Game. That's what I think. Uh, okay, but you're going to chill with me during the stream because I oh, will fuck lose yeah, of course. if you're not there. It's just by, by myself. I'm surrounded no, by many other a, games. This is definitely like, a both of us project. I'm not going to make you stream it alone. I'm going to be there the whole time is the plan. Okay, good, because I just bought uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Oh, fuck yeah. Has... I'm so excited for you to stream that. Stream I'll probably do that. For a change, please. Oh, <laughs> suck my ass, alright? First <laughs> off, everything I stream is great. It's 10 you out of 10. Call of Duty again. Warzone all the time. No, lately I've been playing... too. No, okay, I haven't fucking streamed Overwatch in like about like a month or so. What have you been playing? Like, uh, lately, I think I've I missed playing... your last couple. So, what have you been playing? Oh, the last like month, all through February, it was Dead Rising Four and Final Fantasy Fourteen. Oh, the the Final Fantasy Fourteen is the MMO, right? Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. I'm I'm actually having like a lot of fun playing it. Like, cause I'm so burnt out on World of Warcraft. I you know like uh, I I, I want to play it, 
But then they they apparently before we get off the tangent, just remind me to shut up after we're after I'm done with this. That's not gonna they, happen. Uh, I want to go on this tangent, so continue. <laughs> okay. Well, in in wow, they they took away uh, the Burning Crusade, uh, fucking uh, uh, servers, but they left classic and, and they le- and they have the Wrath of the Lich King. I'm like, dude, I did want to play fucking Burning Crusade. Don't know why. Like maybe. No one played Burning Crusade anymore, and I'm surprised they still let fucking Classic be up, even with all the the bot lobbies and shit that they have on there, because, God, it's so bad. Apparently, it's a problem that's plaguing uh, the new Wrath of the Lich King servers as well. Well, that sucks. At that point, like, the only reason, because I have no faith in, like, Dragonfly actually being any good, like there's nothing in it that I want to play, but I want to play Wrath in its like decent, most decent, uh, purest form ever. I think that would be fun. I might actually make a Death Knight because like I've never played Death Knight a Death Knight before. But then again, I don't know. Everyone's still on fucking retail, and that's where all the uh, PvP and uh, uh, battleground stuff because there's so much more than just the stories and and raids. It's like dungeons, all all sorts of shit. Anyway, I'll shut up now. Okay. Um, but yeah, we've we've been off track for a minute. Let me let me slide us back into the Death Note J drama and those proceedings. Uh, so uh, we flash back to the kids. Uh, Light and his dad are playing cop. Uh, Light's got a little walkie-talkie. He's like, I got the suspect in my in my sight. Um, and then Chief Yagami's like, All right, move in. <laughs> and uh the suspect who is in his sights is baby Sayu playing with a stuffed animal. Um and Light aims his the fake gun at Sayu and is like, put your hands up, and then Sayu puts the stuffed animal's hands up. It's really cute. <laughs> and then uh Light's mom is there watching this and she's smiling, and uh for the record, I would. Uh and then we, we cut back to the present. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't that. say Bang Light's mom after that. <laughs> well, that's what it's implying. You say, I would. That's all you need to know. Is that I would. Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. I thought you meant like uh, she was smiling and you said, I would. I thought that's what you meant. I would You'd smile. Have I, I, would, I would smile if I had this wholesome moment. But also, I would bang Light's mom, is what I was saying. Um, oh, okay, okay. Um, and we go back to the present uh, where Light and Ryuk are talking. Ryuk's like, oh, you're getting sentimental about your dad. Because um, I'm your dad, so stop getting sentimental about your old dad, because I'm your new dad. Um, but um, he's like, no, I'm just thinking about how I used to respect the cops, and now I think the cops kind of suck. Uh, social yeah, commentary about America yeah, gone... in 2023. <laughs> yeah, he's gone full ACAB. He's gone full ACAB, yes, exactly. Um, we cut back to headquarters, uh, where Chief Yagami is just kind of staring at light on the suspect list, just kind of wistfully like, oh no, that's bad that he's on there. Um, and then maybe Detective Life is like, don't worry, man, we're going to clear your son's name by catching Kira. I have some bad news for you. <laughs> maybe Detective Waifu, you might want to sit down for this one. Uh, if you catch Kira, it's going to get worse, because <laughs> he is mm-hmm. Kira. Um, like, well, actually. Well, actually, about that. Uh, we go back to Lights, um, where he has finished what he's working on, which is obviously the classic drawer firebomb trap that he uses to protect the Death Note with the fake diary. 
um, and the like ballpoint pen that you have to take out the piece of to make it not explode. That whole thing. <laughs> you remember from the Death Note anime? <laughs> that one. Uh, Ryuk is just like, oh, hell yeah, fire! I love fire! <laughs> fire is awesome! Um, and then we, we go to Light, he's like, I've been experimenting with the Death Note, and I figured out that I cannot make other people die using the actions of Death Note victims, which I brought that up in episode two, I, that I, I thought that was a rule, and we do get it confirmed, that is a rule. Light just had to learn that now, so now he knows. Um, so it is consistent after all. Uh, Light's like, okay, I can't use Ray to kill L, um, but I can still use him for, for breakthrough, for, for something big. Um, Light's like, okay, I gotta find out Ray's name no matter what. And that's his goal now. Uh, we cut downstairs, Light's gonna go cook dinner. Sai's just kind of sitting there and watching TV and playing on her phone. He's like, hey, you can help me make dinner if you're not busy. Uh, for once, and she's like, but it tastes better when you do it. <laughs> um, which we saw Sayu try to cook last episode. It's probably wise that she's not involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that bitch uh, we, can't cook. Re- <laughs> women bored after Dear 2000 can't cook. They only okay, charge see, their phone. <laughs> I, I wasn't okay. I wasn't even thinking about that, but it's it's all good. Okay, I, I guess we no. Can that's make that that's joke. the meme, right? It's like women at the years two thousand. Oh. They can't cook. They only charge their phone. Eat Be hot bisexual shit. And eat and bisexual lie. and lie. <laughs> uh, and then light goes to cook, and then Ryuk just fucking full on like Five Nights at Freddy's jump scares him in the kitchen. Just like you want shitty gummy eyes? You want my eyes? Uh-huh. And then Light's just like, what the the fuck? And he drops, like, his stuff, and then he goes to pick it up, and Sayu's like, what happened? And he's like, he just, like, picks up the stuff and does, like, a fun little toss, like, the onion in his hand. He's like, nothing, don't worry about it. And then he goes back in the kitchen. Uh, And Ryuk's like, hey, Shinigami eyes. We we all know, you you trade half your lifespan, you get Shinigami eyes, you can see names and lifespans. Uh, And Light starts thinking about it, and, but we don't get an answer right away, we don't get his thought process. We just kind of see his face and we cut away. Uh, then we call to co- we go back to the college uh, where Light's little butt buddy who loves Misa so much. She's looking for him, um, but he's not there. Um, and Light's just hanging out in his room, just thinking about like the Shinigami eyes and like everything that's going on. Um, and then butt buddy calls him. Uh, he he's like, "Don't miss first period, bro." And, and Light's like, "Oh, sorry." It's, uh, and he's, he's like, like "Oh." <laughs> He's like, oh, Misa! Misa, bro! There's a Misa concert! I love Misa so much! That's my entire character! That's why I exist! (laughs) I love Misa so much! He's solely in there to remind everyone that Misa is a real person on the he's show. There, he's there to give Light a reason to be around Misa. Mm-hmm. Like, Light Light does not like Misa's music. He would have no reason to attend Misa's concerts. If he didn't have this annoying-ass friend who's just like, there's a Misa concert. You want to go to the Misa concert? There's a Misa concert tonight. You're going to the Misa concert, right? <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot what the specific uh, uh, technical name of this particular plot device, like not, it's not a MacGuffin or anything, but it's it's a uh, the the point that moves it forward, but or uh, gives the character a specific reason to be here or or whatever, or that's that's their uh, only. I know goal what phenomenon you're explaining, but I do not know the name for it. Yeah, there's a technical uh, a showbiz term for, it, but for the life of me, I just. Uh, do not remember what that is. It's something but I yeah, never use. He's that. 
Um, so Light kind of hangs up on him. Uh, and then Ryuk's like, hey, Light, what about Shinigami eyes? You want to see Shinigami eyes? Hey, hey, Light, Shinigami eyes? Uh, <laughs> um, Ryuk's like, hey, yeah, you, do you want to kill that guy, right? You want to get his name, right? And then he's like, name. I'm thinking about the word name, and it's making me think about another name I know, which is Ray Penburn's girlfriend, Kathy Campbell. And he's like, I know her name. I know her face. So Light pulls out a piece of paper to physically represent his logic, which I like. He has to, like, work it through visually to figure out what he wants to do. He's like, okay, I can use Kathy Campbell to get to Ray. Then I can use Ray to get to all the other FBI investigators so that it's not too suspicious. Because if I just kill Ray, it's the, they're going to know it's me. So I got to kill all of them. So I'm going to use Kathy to manipulate Ray into giving me all the other FBI agents, just like in the anime, same general plan. Um, and he's like, okay, I need to find a place without security cameras. That's the first step. Um, then Ryuk's like, hey, Light, Shinigami eyes? He wants the Shinigami eyes? Um, and Light's like, no, 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 there's much to do. This is no time to be shortening my lifespan. And then he burns the piece of paper where he drew out the plan. Um, and Ryuk's like, yes. I'm I'm so proud of you, my son Light, for being a murderer. <laughs> uh, uh, before we go too much further, I want to uh, go back to the introduction of uh, uh, fucking him offering Light the eyes. I love mm -hmm. the whole act now on this special offer, and you know that the whole like little bit of him trying to sell him on getting the Shinigami eyes. I I, I like that little bit right there. Ryuk is very fun and animated this whole episode. And it's yeah. gonna make before before I kind of was like, holy shit, L is playing 8D chess. I was very much considering giving best to Ryuk this time. Um, because he's just he's on his game today in terms of being like a comedic relief character. He's just so fun and bouncy this entire episode. And it's mm -hmm. like the it is the perfect comedic relief to the like big drama that's going on. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Okay. Uh, so then we cut to the headquarters uh, real quick. Uh, Elle is looking at a picture of Light smiling because uh, they're gay for each other. Just like in the anime, he's, he's, he's having fantasies about this pretty little boy on his laptop screen. That's obviously what he's doing. Because <laughs> this whole episode tries to make you believe he doesn't suspect Light specifically. So why is he sitting there staring at Light's picture and smiling? Huh? <laughs> what do you make of that? <laughs> Uh, the ship is real. Light, Light and Ella are the best pair. Uh, then we cut to Nier and Mello, who is now completely confirmed to just be a puppet. <laughs> like, the, the last two episodes, they kind of made you think, like, maybe there was a real Mello around, and he was his own character, and Nier just kind of had this weird puppet of him. No, the character is the puppet. <laughs> Uh, at least there might be a real Mello later that he based the puppet off of. My, that might be my guess. Like, Mello, because Mello does run away from the orphanage in the anime, so maybe it's like he misses his friend Mello, so he made a puppet. Uh, but the way this puppet is operated, it's like its whole own separate character, and it's the freakiest shit in the world. Is Nier, is Nier just schizophrenic? Is he insane? <laughs> is he completely delusional and he's created this whole separate personality? to to him and his whole separate personality is murderous because <laughs> because Nier's like looking at the same suspect list that L has and Melo's like hey 
we should try to catch Kira before Elle can. And Nier's like, I don't know. And Mello's like, come on, this will show Elle what we're made of. And then Nier's like, if you find Kira first, you'll just kill him, won't you? And then Mello evilly laughs about it. <laughs> Is Nier fucking insane in this version? He's just completely off so. his rocker. I guess so. That's That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I could see him being a twist villain. I could see Nier being the final bad guy of this fucking show. Um, so that's that's where we left with Nier and Mellow, Puppet Mellow. Uh, then we cut to an amusement park uh, where Light's hanging out with Butt Buddy and two of their other nondescript, non-named friends. Um, Light says he's not going to the concert. Concert, Butt Buddy's like, "What the fuck? It's Misa. I love Misa so much." <laughs> Um, and we see Light has, has intentions. There's a reason he's out here. He's not just hanging out with his friends. He's scoping around to see if he can find a place without security cameras, which is his plan. And he's like, if I'm hanging out with crowd, it's not going to look suspicious that I'm walking around so I can look at security cameras. So smart move. Light, Light Yagami's thinking with his noodle here. Yeah, he's start. he's actually starting to, uh, uh, really think outside the box here, and I know it's only been like a couple of uh, three episodes, but it's nice to see that now. Yeah, and that the first episode was triple the length of a usual episode, and the second episode was double the length of a usual episode, and as all episodes will be. So we've gotten a lot of materials of these characters so far. It's not just two episodes when you think of it in the scope of how long the anime was. We've been with these characters for a decent chunk of time. So it is like just now is when they're really starting to ramp up, but we had we did have a lot of build up. Uh, so yeah, lights looking around for cameras. Um, his friends are talking about mango juice or some shit because I think I think Misa said her favorite food was mango juice, and Butt Buddy thinks that's so adorable because food isn't food, the, the drink isn't food. But she answered that way because she's a she's an airhead, and that's uh, he loves it so much. He loves Misa Mane so much that's his entire character. <laughs> um and then light and his friends go for tea um and light confirms that in the immediate area of this cafe there are no security cameras um that he can make a reservation in advance um, and he's like this is the place i got it um so that's what he light is going to use the cafe um and then him him and his buddies are, are go back on the town after getting their their tea um, meanwhile, Ray is telling them he's been telling them the whole time. Obviously, that's what he does. Um, and then Ray gets a call from L, and L's like, "What's up? You got an update for me?" And Ray's like, "I ain't seen nothing suspicious. Everything's totally cool." Um, and L's like, "Okay, I think Kira might kill all the FBI agents, though. Maybe might be his plan. So we got to figure this out." Um, and then Ray is like, "It's impossible. How would he ever find out our names? How would he ever find out the names?" And then he's like, oh, wait a minute. Some, somebody found out my girlfriend's name. I don't think he even says light specifically to Elle. He's just like, hey, on the bus, somebody found out my, my girlfriend's name. Uh, and that's just where it's left. Um, and he informs Elle of that. Um, and then the call ends. Um, and then Elle's like, hey, Watchery. And gives him another command note. Um, and says, prepare this at once. Uh, so that's... <laughs> Watchery goes to prepare this, whatever this might be. Another um, willful request. Another willful request. That is what he says every time. <clears throat> uh, and then L's like, I think Kira's about to make his move. 
Uh, then we cut to a Misa concert. Uh, Misa and her band are doing their dances, singing and dancing. Um, and Light did end up going. Uh, he he was there for his friend. He was there for Butt Buddy, who's having the time of his life. He's just having a great time. Um, and then suddenly, for just a moment, it seems like Misa is giving a particular glance to Light. Hmm, I wonder why. I wonder what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen an anime called Death Note. Never in my life have I seen that show. I have no idea why Misa might be looking at Light that way. Um, <laughs> um, and then she jumps back into the concert, though, without it being too much of a big deal. Um, then we cut to afterwards, uh, where the girls head backstage, Misa and her buddies. Um, and then Misa writes Light's name down in Japanese kanji. And it's like, hey, girls, how do you think this name is read? Um, and then one of them's like, uh, Yagami Suki, uh, because remember there was like a whole thing in the anime where light was written with the kanji for moon or whatever, just like Japanese shit we didn't get. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, that's what's going that. on here. So he's, they don't know how to read his name because he has like a unique character. So he's like, they're like, uh, maybe it's Yagami Suki. Um, and then the other girl's like, why? What, what's the name? And who is that? And then she's like, no one's special. Don't worry about it. Uh, then we cut back to the Yagami house, uh, where Light comes home, uh, and Chief Yagami's already home, uh, which Light is like, holy shit, you're home? Like, what's up? <laughs> and then Chief Yagami's like, hey, Light, sit down. I gotta ask you about something. And then Light's like, okay, okay, gotta stay calm, gotta stay calm. He does not necessarily suspect me. Dad, I'm Kira. Damn it! Oh, I fucked up. Fuck! bitch! <laughs> Everybody's like, okay, I have to take the lead. I have to, I have to make the first move. Um, so Light sits down, he's like, hey, perfect timing, I wanted to talk to you as well. I got this prank phone call, uh, for someone calling themselves L, which is what that detective called himself on the news. Um, and then Chief Yagami's like, yeah, about that. That was a real call from real L, and I work with real L on the Kira case. <laughs> um, and he called a bunch of people, um, so... Light has confirmed for himself via his father that L did not suspect him specifically and that he called multiple people. That is confirmed for Light now. He didn't know that for sure until now. Mm -hmm. um, and then Light's like, hey, am I a suspect then? And then Chief Yagami does not say yes or no. He just says, don't worry. I can't Which, talk how about is that, it. How is that? A, he doesn't even say that. It's like, what response? Like, maybe he's like, I can't say for sure, or like that's there's I can't give you that information or whatever. He just says, "Don't worry." That's <laughs> all he says. <laughs> um, and then Light's like, "Hey, you should quit, so you don't get killed by Kira." Um, and he's like, "Me and me and Sayu are worried about you." Um, Chief Yagi's like, "No, I'm not gonna quit. I have to fight for justice. That is who I am." Um, he's like, "Light, if something happens to me, you have to care for Sayu." Um, and Light's kind of self-monologuing about how, uh, you know, we both have the same goals to stop criminals and fight for justice, but you are wrong and I'm right because I'm Kira. Or like, I don't even think it's that mean-spirited. I think he's just like, I wish in a different place, in a different time, we could be working together because we have the same goal. But I'm, I, I just have to pursue it in this strange, different way. Um, and that's kind of what Light is saying to himself. And then Chief Yagami's like, hey. Like, you gotta do it, okay? And then Light's like, okay, I got you. I'll do it. Um, so Light agrees to care for Sayu should anything happen to Chief Yagami. Um, which, <laughs> if this show goes like the anime does, something might. 
I mean, yeah, like I said, you know, it's been a big question mark since uh, episode one, since we really don't really know too terribly much, like how like they're going to go with stuff. Like, I don't really suspect or I, I, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not uh, putting my money on anything definitive. Uh, definitive. That's fair. Uh, we don't know what might happen to Chief in this strange version of the story. Um, but yeah, so that's like, it's like okay, I'll care for Sayu if that's what's needed. That's fine. I just like he doesn't even say anything. He's just like okay, like yes, I agree to those terms. Um, and then we cut to light. He's walking through town. Ray is following very close behind almost obviously close behind it seems a little too close for him being this sneaky fbi investigator um but then uh, light goes into a bathroom and ray doesn't follow him because obviously that would be icky he can't do that um so <laughs> light goes in the bathroom but then he's he's been in there quite a long time mo so Ray's like, maybe I should go check on the guy I'm investigating who just walked into a room that I didn't follow him into. Um, and then he walks into the bathroom, which is a multi-stall bathroom. So I don't know why Ray Penber didn't just go into the next stall and just like keep a look at Light's feet to verify he's still there. That would be how I would play it in Ray Penber's position. But he's not going to the bathroom, and then Light takes too long, so he does go into the bathroom. Um, and then in one of the stalls, there's a card for the cafe from earlier. Um, and it's, it says something about a reservation that was made under the name Kathy Campbell. So Ray's like, what? And then sees that light dipped via window. <laughs> um, and then he goes to the cafe, which I guess at this point, he's kind of already picked, picked together that Kathy Campbell is a hostage. Because he doesn't tell Elle any of this that happens. He's like, hey, Light just jumped out the window and shook me. And now there's this note here that has my girlfriend's name on it that he saw. Uh, he does not do any of that. Instead, he just goes to the, to the reservation. Uh, he sits down. Um, and then there's a black bag. There's a black little paper bag waiting for Ray. Then he opens it. And it has the transponder from earlier, from the flashback where Light and his dad were playing cop. It's Chekhov's transponder. It came back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on the other side of that transponder is Kira, with a fake voice. I'm just going to call him Kira for the, for the duration of this scene, because it's very much not personally Light. It's this fake voice that Ray is hearing is the important thing. Um, so, Kira is on the other side of the transponder. He's like, hey... You gotta do what I'm gonna say. You gotta do what I'm saying, or Kathy Campbell's dead, killing her. She's dead if you don't listen to me. Um, and then Ray's like, "What are you planning?" And Kira doesn't say anything. Uh, we get to we get to Ellen. We go to Ellen Watery for a minute, um, and we see that Ray is wired. He has a mic on him, uh, but the mic kind of has shitty reception though. <laughs> um, and then Ray's like, "Hey." My girlfriend has nothing to do with this. She shouldn't die. And then Kira's like, okay, then you better answer my questions. Um, he's like, hey, what's Elle's name? And Ray's like, I truly don't know. I promise. Please believe me. He, he, I do not know his name. Um, Kira's like, okay, how many FBI agents are there? And Ray's like, I believe there's 12. So Kira's like, okay. Tell, call an officer and tell him to get you the investigators' names and faces and profiles and send them to you. 
Um, and then Ray takes the call in English because they're from America. It's the FBI. It's a good touch, even though this is very obviously a Japanese actor. He's trying to hide his accent, but it's not working. <laughs> oh yeah, he he puts his uh, his best Caucasian accent. <laughs> Hello, I forgot where my file was. Could you please get this for me? And other <laughs> other Japanese actor over the phone. Of course, fellow American, I can also upload this <laughs> file to you. Thank you, other American <laughs> FBI agent. You're welcome, fellow FBI American agent. Click. <laughs> It's a good scene. Like, you know, they give it the old college tried. I won't deduct points for that. Yes, it's pretty good. Uh, they did their best. Uh, so the first the guy's like, I don't have them. Can you call the chief? And Kira's like, you better get those files. And then Ray's like, hey, my computer sucks. Can you email them to me and get them and email them to me? And he's like, sure, man. Um, and then L, we cut to L. L knows that La knows that Kira at least is gonna kill all the FBI agents. He has m come to that conclusion. He thinks that is going to happen right now, and he's like, "No, no, no! We can't stop. But we need to know how Kira kills because we might possibly find out who Kira kills. Let those twelve men die." <laughs> He was uh, never yeah. this bad in the anime. He took risks. He risked other people's lives. But he was never like, no, no, no. Let those 12 people die real quick. Oh, wait, maybe he was. Maybe during the Yotsuba arc, he was like, but those were, those were rich people. Eat the rich. Who cares? But these are just like, these are innocent FBI agents who want to catch Kira just as much as he does. And he's like, but if they die, we might find out how Kira kills, though. We got to let it happen. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely sort of like a, well, yeah. Gotta go ahead and break some eggs for the omelet, etc., etc. Hold on a sec, let him you cook. You know, eggs, eggs, omelet, omelet, let the boy cook, you know. Uh, so, uh, then Kira's like, we cut back to Kira. Um, I accidentally wrote that Kira instructs Light to write the names down. Uh, those two are the same person. I meant Ray. Uh, Kira instructs Ray to write the investigator's names in the specified little holes on the paper um, that he left for him in the bag. Uh, Ray hesitates, um, and Light's like, why are you hesitating? And he's like, maybe he's trying to contact someone. So, I believe, we're supposed to believe this is a Hail Mary pass. Light does not know what's happening, but he makes a guess. And he's just like, take it off! Take it off right now! And then, Ray takes off his wire. Because he thinks Kira knows about it, whereas it was actually just a wild guess on Light's part. Yeah, it, it was... <laughs> It was a Hail Mary pass that paid off, definitely, because he was correct in assuming he was wired. Um, so uh, Ray cuts Ellen Watsery off, um, and Kira's like, hey, remember, you try anything funny? Kathy's dead. Um, and then Ray writes the names, as he's told. We see him write them. Um, and then we get a flashback to Light setting up his plan. Uh, he's like, okay, they're all going to get the file um, in the random order that they get killed, because that's what I wrote, and then they'll die. And then it's like... Ooh, who knows what happens? Uh, and then Ryuk's like, hey, you're good. You're, you're a better Shinigami than the Shinigami. He's proud of his son. He's a proud dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we cut back to Ray. Um, he's finished writing the names, or as, as far as we know, he's finished writing the names. Uh, and he is instructed to write his own name in a red box. And he's like, why is the red box different, though? Um, let me go back to the flashback. Um, and then on the paper for Ray specifically, I wrote down exactly what Light wrote because I've been doing that sometimes because I like 
giving the exact wording. Uh, so he wrote down, heart attack, July 25th, 2015, 5.30 p.m. After he writes all of the investigators' names and his own name, he puts the envelope, the pen, and everything in the paper bag, and then he leaves the cafe, or and leaves the cafe, for the exact wording. Uh, then, after carrying the paper bag to Arrayed Industries, abandoned factory, he dies. Um, and Oh, sorry, go ahead, finish your thought. No, that's it, you can go ahead. Okay, so, may I think this was resolved in the, I think, the next to last scene Yeah. Uh, in, in this show, but uh, in this episode. But I was kind of thinking to myself, I kind of see maybe a flaw in this uh, approach because, uh, and I, I didn't think about this, uh, I don't know if I ever brought this up during the anime, but, you know, what if... Uh, Ray Penber didn't actually write the names of the people down. He just, uh, you know, threw a fucking curveball and wrote other people's fucking names on there, right? That's true because he has no inkling that him yeah. writing them down is exactly what's killing right. them. And he doesn't know what Light's going to do with the names. So maybe he just like invents 12 names and is like, here they are. Like, yeah. If you and just on- want the names, here they are. You have no way to verify whether they're the names or not. So here you go. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and later on, you'll find out that, you know, this uh, quote unquote Ray Pember is actually a little bit more smarter than the usual uh, beat cop. Right. Because he figures stuff out. So he might, uh, you know, I like to think that he was thinking to himself, well, I guess uh, up until he got to the red box, he was probably thinking to himself, well, wait a minute. What if this is the fucking page for the death note or something? Or it's just something weird, you know? But we'll find never, out later on if he ever figure figured it out. out. Like, spoil, spoiler alerts, he kind of alludes to it. But he's not flat out. He's not like, I know this paper is how you kill. He's like, does this paper have something to do with how you kill? Is yeah. the question he asks later. Uh, but we'll get there. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, that's sort of a big flaw in his plan there. Because, like, technically he's not going to go grab the evidence till, like, apparently he's dead, right? And so what if he just said, John Jacob, go fuck yourself, like for every single one of them? <laughs> John Jacob, Jingleheimer, Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, or something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so Ray starts moving as the Death Note instructs. He puts the shit in the bag. Uh, he, move, he moves to the place as, as is planned. Um, and then Light leaves his part of the cafe where he is. He's like, goodbye, Ray Penver. Like he says in the anime, remember when he said that? He says that now. Yeah. Um, and Ray Penber walks away. And then we cut to the police uh, where they have found a dead FBI agent's body, which I thought was Ray Penber when I first took the note. Um, but it was, in fact, just another one of the FBI agents. Um, and then we, the chief Yagami runs right to headquarters. Uh, he's like, hey, L. Uh, and then he's like, L's like, I already know. Uh, there are five investigators have died so far. And the rest are probably also going to die soon. Um, And he's like, hey, one agent was confronted by Kira directly, but his mic was disconnected soon after. So I don't really know much about it. Um, And then we cut to Light, uh, who finds Ray's body and goes to retrieve the bag. But Ray grabs his ankle! He's still alive! (laughs) It was a a play! 
he didn't write his own name in the red box. He pulled the other paper off of the first paper. He saw the writing. He saw what he was supposed to, how he was supposed to die, and he played it the fake. And then he grabs Light's ankle. He's like, "You're Kira. It was you, Light Yagami. I knew it, or not? I knew it, but now I know that you're Kira." Uh, he's like, "He's like, what is the red box about? And then what is the paper? Does it have something to do with how you kill?" Then Light goes to punch him in the face, just jumps to throw hands. Uh, and then Ray aims his gun right at his head, cocks it, and he's like, I'm gonna kill ya! Yeah, but because he- <laughs> this this light, this light version of Light's kind of a little bitch. He's it, unlike the anime it. was. like, dude. Like, well, the thing I, is, I, Light also was kind of a little bitch, anime Light, but he didn't let you know that. He, he had every plan that prevented you from knowing he was a little bitch, but then in the finale, he's like crying and seething and freaking the fuck out because he's lost. So that light was also a little bitch, but he was just so much better at hiding it by via clever plans than this one is. Because that light couldn't have scrapped for shit either. Like, if light had to get physical in any of those plans, like, there was definitely a, a moment where he was like, maybe I get, maybe I just get Detective Waifu's name by attacking her physically? She would have kicked his ass. <laughs> she would have thrown that boy to the ground it would have been over for light yagami at that moment yeah god <laughs> yeah he's he's already getting busted in this anime already i think that's kind of funny because this is like so, twice now more or less that he's already gotten busted let ray aims the gun at light's head and instead of shooting him immediately like maybe i would have done uh, oh yeah like, yeah yeah it's like he, sorry you're a bye boom it's like i'm doing this for my girlfriend she's gonna have to live in fear I'm doing this for justice. I'm doing this for the good of everyone. You have to die, Kira. I have to kill you right now. But I'm going to keep monologuing about I have to kill you instead of killing you. Uh, <laughs> and then Ray doubles over and has a heart attack and dies. No. And Light's like, what the fuck just happened? Um, and then the police show up. So Light's all right. All right. I got the fuck out of here. I got to go. I got to go. And grabs the bag and runs. So now Ray is actually dead, um, and we see that little Miss Misa's hanging out with her death note in the, the area. The big reveal! Dun, 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 dun. And of course the cops are like TV cops, and only like one, one car with like two people show up. If this were like real life, like at least like seven or eight cops, well, the cop cars would have showed up full of fucking cops. You know, Ray to rock, you know, to kill probably like a, a potentially... You know the most uh, history's most prolific serial killer. You think they'd send a few more squad cars over there? Yeah, you know would make sense logically. Uh, but so then Chief Yagami finds Ray's body, uh, and he reports it to L. And L's like, ah, what a shame that that happened to him. Um, and then Watcher's like, hey, all the other FBI, uh, FBI, all the other FBI investigators are dead. Uh, the FBI will not work on the Kira case any longer. They are cutting ties. FBI's over. <laughs> um, and Elle's like, I've lost this time. Shit. Um, yeah. he, he gives Watchery another command note, another willful request. Um, and then he walks away and he's like, I'll end you, Kira. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can call the title of this episode L plus ratio. Oh, the, I already made that joke in episode, I think, three of Kira's Kingdom. <laughs> Maybe two, I think. No, I think, well, I think, I think seeing, that's what, that's what episode two is it. called, is L plus ratio, I think. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, we cut to light. He's running. He's tired from running. He stops. Um, he's like, hey, Ryuk, did you, did you do that? Did you save me? <laughs> um, and Ryuk's like, no, I didn't. I uh, can't get you out of everything, my son, Light Yagami. You gotta, you gotta fight for yourself. Uh, <laughs> um, he's like, I'm actually a neutral party. I'm not on your side or against you. I can't do anything to help or dissuade you. Um, and then Light's like, who could it have been then? And Ryuk's like, it's a second Kira! They got their own Shinigami! And, and Light's like, what? <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to Misa, who's hanging out in her room, and Rem is there. We see Rem for the first time in the episode, near the end. We didn't get a lot of Rem this time. Um, and then she has a flashback uh, to spotting Light and identifying him as Kira because he didn't have a light span, or light span, a life span at the, co- at the audience in the concert. Um, then Rem's like, why did you save him, Misa? And... <laughs> And Misa's like, because he avenged my family, and I wanted to thank him. Um, so then we flash back to Misa actually doing the deed. She looks at Ray with her Shinigami eyes that she has. Um, we find out his real name was Mark Dwelton. Yeah, uh, not and... the name I would have thought. Like that's that's <laughs> obviously like you know for like for the American audiences or something. Or no, I well, guess he is an American character. So they're like, Ameri- what's an American name for an American character? It's like Mark. Dwelton, <laughs> and that was his name. <laughs> That's Mark Dwelton, our good buddy. Rest in peace, Mark Dwelton. Um, totally not Ray Pember. Totally not Ray Pember at all. That was a fake name the whole time. Um, and then Rem, Rem's like, "What will you do now, Misa?" And she actually does not talk like that in this show, but I'm doing it anyway because <laughs> it's funny. Um, and then Misa's like, "I'm not gonna tell you. Not telling what I'm gonna do next." Yeah, um, I, I rewound that because I was like, wait a minute, this might be important. She said, no telling or not no telling. No telling, not it telling. Like, oh, yeah, not telling. I was like, uh-oh. Uh, then we cut back to Light and Ryuk. Uh, Light's like, oh, second Kira? And Ryuk's like, the humans are so interesting or whatever. And then he, evil laughs and flies away. Um, and then we cut to L briefly, who's like, you won't escape again, Kira. And then we cut back to Light, who's making a confused face. And that's the end of the episode. So, Mo, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, well, I guess I, I would reiterate what I said earlier on in the episode. Uh, I thought this is like a much better uh, episode than the first two. We're finally getting the pacing down. We're finally getting some twists and some, uh, some action, so to speak, in this show, so in this uh, episode. So I got to say, I, I, I think I'm hooked. And now I'm not dreading doing the fucking podcast anymore because like I'm finally like getting to uh, I'm, I'm getting into it now. I'm, I can see myself now enjoying watching this right now. Just uh, we'll wait till the obligatory filler episode shows up, see how I feel then. But I, I am. If enjoying. you remember, though, Mo, if we can get attached to these characters in the same way. The quote-unquote filler episodes of Death Note, by most people's account, is the Yotsuba arc. And both of us loved the Yotsuba arc, if I remember right. Oh, well, this is IRL. This is a live action, so it could be like a little bit different. But, you know, it's, it's whatever. No, it could. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same, but I'm saying like there is precedent for us liking the more fillery stuff. Because I don't think that, I don't think that they're filler crawl, episodes. 
the blot does crawl, quote unquote, in terms of actual moving of like who's Kira a little bit during the Yotsuba arc, but yeah. it's it's still amazing. So I'll, I'll be curious to see how this show holds up and if it will give the same effect even in the more slower episodes that maybe the Yotsubara cat in the anime where it's like, this is a slower episode, but it is very good. It has a lot of good stuff in it. God, I miss Good Boy Light so much. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good. Just the whole task force working together, Light and L working as one to catch uh, Tigachi. That was such a good arc of the anime. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, uh, I thought it was very good. Uh, I don't know if I have any specific final thoughts uh, except for the wrap-up questions, which we will go into. Uh, my favorite character, I spoiled it earlier, I think is L because holy shit, he's playing fucking 17D chess in this episode, and it's wacky, and he's just, he's just smirking to himself the whole time, doing his little L like, yes, I am gonna win. And then when he loses, he's like, fuck. I lost. I'm not going to lose again. I'm going to get you, Kira. Fuck you. I'm going to get you next time. So, like, I liked L's character a lot during this episode. He did a lot of amazing shit. I'm going to give it to L, 100%. What about you, Mo? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Ryuk, because I actually, like, thoroughly enjoyed his stuff uh, 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 this time around. He wasn't, like, a... Um, I'm into his uh, the, the, the dynamic uh, between him and light now, so, like, I think Ryuk all the way this time. I think, like, later Death Note material definitely highlights Ryuk a lot more, because he became such an iconic image with Death Note that it's like, okay, he's kind of, he's kind of our brand. He's like the Pikachu of Death Note. We, like, we gotta put Ryuk everywhere. Yeah. Because um, in the anime, he was kind of a subtle character. Like, his, his relationship yeah. with Light was kind of like this fun little side thing, but he was not like a focal point. He was not like everywhere all the time. There were multiple episodes where Ryuk just wasn't there. During the Yotsuba arc, Ryuk just was not anywhere the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he was kind of doing his own thing. But in the musical, and then in this show, he is very central. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think they're doing a lot of fun stuff with him. I just, it's interesting to observe like the saturation of Ryuk, where they're like, okay, Ryuk is part of why this sells. Ryuk is an iconic image that we have. Let's do more with Ryuk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, I think Ryuk is definitely an honorable mention for me this episode. If I recall, I actually did not give him best character even once during the anime, which was something we found out in the wrap-up and I was shocked by. And I think Really? Only, I think you only gave it to him like once or twice, and I gave it to him literally oh, zero times. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets it this time because he's definitely more of a focal point. But he you, he got one for you this episode. He's not there yet yeah. for me because I think LL shined him this time. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I like his, uh, you know, the, the kitchen scene with him, too, was really funny. Act now on this generous, amazing offer. You know, like him trying to sell him the Shinigami eyes the entire episode was, like, funny. And him going, like, kill your dad, kill your dad, yeah, kill your dad. Like, that shit's fucking funny. Kill, kill your dad, kill your dad. You want some Shinigami eyes? Like, hey, kill your dad, eyes? kill your dad. Kill your dad they're coming. <laughs> what? Kill your dad plus the Shinigami eyes right now. Half your lifespan. Yep. Um, I can I can get behind Ryuk for sure, um, but I'll go with L uh, personally. As for favorite scene, that's really hard this time. That's real hard this time. There's a lot of real good. Do you do you have one in mind, Mo? Uh, favorite scene. I'll go ahead and be a basic bitch 
and uh, pick the uh, the 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 end scene with uh, uh, Ray Pember busting uh, light, and then the big reveal of uh, uh, Misa being the one with Shinigami eyes and who killed uh, Ray before he can bust light. So I'll I'll give I'll give that whole like scene uh, the the nod for this episode. You know what? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go into sentimental gay baby mode for a minute, um, and I'll actually give it okay. to. Uh, I'll give it to Death Note Babies Make Your Dreams Come True. I'll give it to the flashback scene. Oh Christ! Uh, I, I really like that scene. I think it was it was great setup for for the transponder for Chekhov's transponder. That was really clever the way they did that. Um, and it also gave us more of an insight into Light's character and how he's changed as he's grown up and how his relationship with his father has changed. Um, I think the scene was extremely well done, and also there were cute babies, and Sayu was told to put her hands up, and then put her little stuffed animal's hands up. Uh, just a lot of good in that scene, both thematically and just in terms of being cute kids, doing cute things. Um, I think it was a very multi-layered and very good scene, so I'll give it to that. Um, now, as for rating it out of 10, here's the thing. This shit was amazing. I want to rate it higher than I rated the last episode, which I gave a 9 but it's not a 10. It's missing something to be a 10. So with that being said, I will go ahead and give this a 9.5 will be my rating. What about you, so, Will? I, I, I'm comfortable with an 8 because it was an entertaining episode. That's lower than um, you gave last episode. Just, no, just I gave a, the other, no, I gave the other one 7.5. I haven't I given thought, I thought you gave it an 8.5. No, no, no. I gave the last episode 7.5. It was like growing on me a little bit. And I gave the other one a 7, but I said it was a generous 7. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but um, I'm comfortable with giving this one an, an 8 because I did thoroughly enjoy the episode. I thought all I thought all the scenes were good. I wasn't bored. I didn't feel like skipping around or anything like that. And uh, I was actually like uh, into the whole uh, episode itself. So it like caught me from beginning to end. So give it an eight. All right, that's fair. Um, and I do gotta, I do gotta make sure I start the document soon because I do want to be able to do a wrap up episode made? where I see how many, how many we get, how many like, how many favorite character each character got, like just like we did for the Death Note anime, like our ratings and stuff, and like what our favorite episodes were. Um, so I do got to start making that document soon before it becomes a whole fucking problem I have to deal with. Um, in episode, this has 11 episodes, and we started at 41, uh, so I will finish it at 52. So I don't want to be scrambling right before episode 53 where we're doing a wrap-up, and I'm like, oh no, I got to do all, I got to listen to all of them right now, and I got to put them on the document. I, I got to make sure I start doing that soon. <laughs> Uh, but I guess that's it for Death Note talk today. Uh, so, Mo Diggity, what's going on? Let's talk. Let's talk about whatever you want to. The world is your oyster for this bullshit segment. What do you want to talk about? <clears throat> oh, okay, all right. Hold on a second. Let me let me let me clear my throat. Is he making a reference to that song? Yeah, I was that? making a reference okay. to the song. And I was also <laughs> like uh, coughing up, hacking up just a tiny bit because uh, there, there was just shit in my in the back of my throat the entire time. Um, so, okay, I'm just like, really, I'm just, uh, 
um super jazz like hell of a boss came out with a new episode so i think that's oh really finally awesome. huh yeah, the... gonna be, as soon as like we usually hang out like post show but i'm probably going to be amscran like right after we get out, after we end this because i'm like really looking forward to that as, as long as I get a proper uh, goodbye. That was the thing last time when we had that little fight at the end. Not, well, it, we don't have to bring it up. No, so no, no. I, I don't want to have to fight again. I'm just saying, like, the weird fit, because we always hang out at the end. So you hung up, and my brain was kind of like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so used to just having you around for the next five minutes that I was like, he's gone. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh,. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear Hell of a Boss made a new episode. It's been a while since I've heard about that show. Yeah, Hell of a Boss made a new episode. Uh, during this uh, podcast, I downloaded the uh, Mega Man X uh, uh, 1 through 4 or 1 through 5 collection. So I'm super jazzed about that. I also, uh, there's this other game called The Finals. And it's a closed beta and I, quote, expressed interest in joining in the closed beta, and they fucking accepted me. So probably, like, after I get done watching that, I'm going to be playing some fucking Mega Man and some of the finals and seeing what I can do with that, because it's a, it's a new take on Battle Royale. The finals are, like, how it starts is you and your team for the first round versus three other teams then you advance to the next level and that's you your team versus two other teams then it's you versus the other team and whoever wins that round wins the entire match and i've been watching dr disrespect z laner and tim the Tapman play the game and it looks super fucking interesting it's got a neat take on a uh, capture the point and uh, uh some other stuff and i'm really looking forward to playing it because it's uh it's got that Rogue Squadron sort of feel to it also. And I love the hell out of Rogue Squadron. I played the shit out of it when it first came out. And so I'm hoping that we have a new like uh, Battle Royale-esque style uh, sort of game. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, you know, uh, going on the positive nostalgia with video games, I'm going to be playing like my favorite X game, which is Mega Man 4. Because that was the very first one that was on the PlayStation. And I think it was the the saturn or something like that it, it was i forget which uh, the other cd console that uh came out during a uh, playstation's beginning also uh was, saturn okay probably the saturn then then i'm i'm probably right uh yeah uh so that was the one to have like anime style fmv movie scenes what am i it, fighting for <laughs> uh, yeah it, it's got that and it's uh it's got like a really great soundtrack to it it's got a like a really cool feel to it and all that and you you get to play as zero uh and you get the fucking laser sword and it's just it's just a lot of fun and i think it's my favorite group of x bosses mega man x bosses is also in that game. So hell yeah, looking forward to that game and uh looking forward to the finals. And uh there was a bank that failed in Silicon Valley, call ironically called the Silicon Valley Bank, and that might have huge ramifications for the banking system. 
And it's just just basically I, I, I don't have time to go into the specifics of it because it's a, a bit of a slog. But look up SVB, you know, Sierra Victor Bravo uh, fucking what, what's the last one? Uh, collapse i think yeah the svb collapse on twitter and you'll see all sorts of stuff like i'm looking right now at a uh at a tech companies like i think it's what the fuck was it uh, it was uh uh s yeah it's a uh, the svb building there's a whole line of employees lining up waiting to get in trying to get their fucking paychecks and there's all sorts of shit going on right now. The uh, the economy went tits up and is blood fucking red right now. Uh, last night, because we record this on Saturday, so I'm referring to Friday. Uh, all the banks in America are blood fucking red right now. They close fucking down hard. So this could this could possibly lead lead to a lot of ramp more rampant inflation and maybe the collapse uh, or maybe the domino effect of uh collapsing banks and maybe maybe some major banks and we don't know until monday until the markets open whether or not the obama era regulations that were passed thanks to the problems that happened in from 2007 to 2009 and everyone's fingers are fucking crossed that they work because the alternative is uh the fed just fucked us and now uh things are going to start crashing we're was not the 2008 to... uh like depression was that like did that have a huge like effect on inflation and stuff because like I was alive, but I was a fucking child. I know that makes yeah. me feel old, Mo, but I was like five. So I didn't really know all the money ramifications. Was was inflation really bad in 2008 when that shit happened? Uh, in inflation was bad, but it was manageable, and the prices went back down eventually, right around like 2009-ish. Everything started to level out a little bit, and uh, they didn't use the term depression because it was the more accurate term would be recession because recessions lead up to depressions. And so we've been like due for a major re recession for a while. And this might, uh, this might jump the shark a little bit. We might be getting into depression uh, status, but I'm not sure how this is going to really work out until Monday. Basically, we're going to find out in the next few weeks how hard this uh, this bank failure, the SVB uh, banking failure, will uh, hit the markets because billions and billions of dollars of uh, Silicon Valley tech companies and other major uh, companies' money were in there and a bunch of uh, startup companies' money were in there. The uh, federal withdrawal limit in when a bank goes tits up is $250,000 and there's already people reporting on Twitter we have a billion we have a multi-million dollar uh, uh company with these guys i tried to withdraw all of our money out of there and all i got was a $250,000 fucking uh, withdrawal so things are could go really fucking awful with that so the, i've been paying attention to that Okay, that sounds awful. I don't want to think about that. I want to think about Mega Man X. Uh, so yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mega Man <laughs> X 
four and one, do two, you, and three, and the finals. It, does it go up to four or does it go up to five? Oh, um, I think it goes up to like eight or nine because on Steam, the, there's, no, there's two, uh, right? There's part one and part two. I don't know where it splits, but there's eight Mega Man X games. So maybe it is the first four and then the last four, but there's definitely Mega Man X Legacy Collection part one and part and, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking at that right now. It's actually on sale on Steam for seven ninety nine. Yeah, uh, five, six, seven, and eight are on there. And for the Legacy Collection, that's the, the one you bought, or did you buy the first one? I I bought the first one. Okay, because that had the ones that I I really uh know and enjoy. And uh, yeah, Mega Man X one, two, three, and four are on uh, the uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection, the very first one. Mega Man X is one of those series that like, I appreciate a lot aesthetically, and I love watching people play, um, but I'm bad at them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so, so, oh, well, you know, with these collections, because I, I Googled it, because sometimes with... Uh, there are, like, difficulty settings that make it easier, but it makes me feel like a bitch if I turn them on, so I just don't, yeah, and then I don't win. <laughs> yeah, but you got to play to your skill level specifically. But uh, as I was going to say, I was hesitant at first because I, as much as I love re-releases of old retro games, what I hate, 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 hate about it, and like Final Fantasy III, uh, 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 sort of a, a remaster, and uh, some other uh, game, retro game remakes, they change, or uh, this is especially true with the Crash Bandicoot re-release from, re-release from a couple of years ago. You're they about to talk changed. shit about the insane trilogy. I'm about to pop you on God, bro. No, like, no, 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 no. Okay. I appreciate the updated graphics. I don't mind the updated graphics. Keep the sounds and the effects the same, though, because I okay, that's fair. I thought you were talking about the gameplay at which point I was going to be like, oh, no, the rumor, but oh, no, the, the gameplay looks more uh, like from what I've seen, the streams I've watched, the videos I've watched. It seems roughly the same. Oh, it's very good. And it's like, yeah, the thing is, it's kind of different because it's the same for all three of them. Whereas the original three, they definitely all felt different. Um, but it's kind of like a marriage of like all the best aspects of each of them. Um, and it plays in such a way that's very satisfying. It's difficult. It's hard to master. But once you do, it feels so natural. Like that's probably the hardest games I've ever beaten are... I beat Crash Bandicoot 1 and 3 on the Insane Trilogy. I did not beat 2 because I couldn't get past the B level, uh, but I beat 1 and 3, <laughs> um, and it was very good. And, like, it was difficult, and it took a long time, but once I kind of mastered Crash's movement, it became it became easier. And it's still hard, wow. but, like, it feels natural, and it's very fun and satisfying. Yeah, uh, another example of that, a real positive example, is the Resident Evil series. Like, the uh, Resident Evil series uh, tank controls didn't become too refined up until uh, uh, Resident Evil 3. And honestly, no one should really be bitching about it. Just get good at the fucking game and just get, get used to the controls and fucking adapt. That's something that really pisses me off about this, uh, the, kind of like the millennial generation, like the later, uh, 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 kids in the the millennial generation, and not so much the Zoomer. So not generation. quite Zoomers, but like just before Zoomers. Yeah, like right before Zoomers at the tail end of the millennials, they seem to bitch the most about controls in games. They're so hard. They're they're the ones who want like uh, a fucking giant uh, point me in the right direction 
uh, press X to awesome uh, sort of uh, things for uh, Elden Ring or who advocate for being able to skip through uh, boss fights and, you know, just like uh, skip through like hard parts of levels just to progress through the game. Like at that point, you should probably just watch the FMVs on YouTube. I mean, that's Didn't why you I just don't... tell me to do that with Mega Man X. <laughs> No, no, I no, no, no. I I recommended that you just set it to the easiest setting possible. Play at your skill level. That's what I mean. We're like you're saying, like people who no. want the game to be too easy are bad. No, I I think that people who want like to skip boss fights and to skip hard part portions of a level, I think they're the ones that I, I I think that's you're you're not really playing the game now, are you? You're just here to watch the movie. That's fair. I guess there is like a difference between like a, if they put a difficulty setting in a retro game where like yeah. they just put a they just put a couple platforms over some bottomless pits to make it easier, but yeah. you're still playing the game. Whereas if you just skip a part then you didn't play it at all. Yeah, well, because that's fucking lame. Because you, the, the whole point of a video game, of a game, in, in fact, in the definition of the word game, it's, it's supposed to give you a challenge, but it's supposed to be fun. So if you're skipping the challenge part of the game, then you're not really playing the game really at all. Like, you're not, you, you, if you press X to skip the portion, like, dude, just, you know, just go watch the stuff on YouTube, man. Don't blow $60 on an expensive movie. Because that's why I didn't really like God of War very much. And I, I really do oppose the skipping I think that's why, that's why Detroit game. Became Human was so popular. Because people, a lot of people are playing games to watch movies. And that's like, that's the purest form of that. Where it's kind of built around that. Where the appeal is the choices that you make. Um, but you're not really, there's not a lot of like high octane gameplay in that game. It's mostly just there you experience can be. it and it's like choose your own adventure. It's kind of, that's yeah. what they want is a choose your own adventure movie that costs $60. Oh <laughs> yeah. And that's fucking brutal, you know, but if you give me a game like Detroit become human vert and you stack it up against uh, any of the new god of war games i'm going to say detroit become human totally fucking blows god of war out of the freaking water you know because uh even though it's it's a uh, not your conventional traditional you know uh, uh game like say assassin's creed or something like that I do appreciate. Well, first off, I, I like the uh, the games that that company has made in the past because I think I've accidentally played all of them and I had no idea. I was wondering <laughs> why because I was like watching Detroit Become Human. I was like, dude, this style sounds so familiar. Because they did uh, Heavy Rain. Them. Yeah, I, I played Heavy Rain. I played. Uh, I think the. I think they also didn't they do Alone in the Dark. Or something like that. And there's a couple. Of, I think there's one or two other games that are like that. But I think I've played. Sort of accidentally played all of them. And I didn't know it was from those guys. So they put out Detroit Become Human. And, I just know they uh, did Heavy Rain. I think I have. Heavy Rain good. I, I don't think I bought it. But I have downloaded uh, Detroit Become Human from PlayStation Plus. Which you get to keep those games after you get rid of PlayStation Plus. You just can't play them. But then when you get PlayStation Plus again, you can play them again. That's fucking um, and so weak. Why is that weak? That's good. Oh, no, no, that's I, I think that's fucking weak. Just like charge me. You know, like, a, you know, if you're going to put something 
on a paywall, you know, like just just give it to me the first time and get the hell out of my way. No, it's just a, it's, it's, it's like an it's, it's like an enrollment me. bonus. It's like if you get PlayStation Plus, you can also have these games and like yeah. don't worry about like losing them because even if you can't if you even if you don't have PlayStation Plus for a while, they'll still be there. We won't like delete them and delete your save. They'll still be there for you if you resubscribe. I know. I I, I just I, I that leaves a bad taste in my mouth with practices like that. Like I don't. It's like I don't appreciate that. Like, hey, you know, I know you're giving me the game for free if I get the Game Pass, but after I get the game from Game Pass, if if I'm not impressed, like I'm not impressed with the Xbox Live Game Pass, and I know there's a million people gathering wood to crucify me after I fucking say that, because like the to according to like Twitter and on and the internet, like the Xbox Game Pass is the end all be all of like you know. Uh, subscription-based services and i'm like it's okay you know like i'm not like huge into it but whatever finally i I know i know and and i know i'm just being a bitch about this but that's that's just me and and i guess i'm just sticking to it but you know um if if you think that it's okay and it works out for you then like you know go for it and enjoy it the point I was gonna make is that I might I might get PlayStation Plus back anyway because I want to have uh, online access to some of these games uh, so I can like stream them with Jason sometimes maybe um, or other shit or just like play GTA Online and other and games like that I can't play otherwise. Um, and while I'm at it, if I get PlayStation Plus, um, I believe the Detroit Become Human download that you get as a PlayStation Plus subscriber also came with Heavy Rain. And I've heard some cool things about Heavy Rain, so I might Heavy Rain's pretty play cool. <laughs> I also should play Detroit Become Human and actually finish it. I only played it for, like, a couple hours. I mean, at this point, you might as well finish that before you do Heavy Rain, because you don't want to... You don't want to end up just playing, like, a few days or a few hours of it and then just fuck around and just, like, never finish it again. Because I, okay, I still have, when to, I got... I have to play Elden Ring and uh, beat it. Like when I got really high and listened to my friends do a podcast about Skyrim and it made me so jazzed about Skyrim that I bought Skyrim and I played one hour of Skyrim and never opened it again. Oh, when did you get it? I think this was uh, recently like a month ago. last year, right? Like maybe, the, well, actually it's been like three months all of the sudden out of nowhere. So it was probably actually like four months ago. Um, these last three months passed like two weeks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm so freaking out. I, I'm it feels out like it was it. a month ago. It was probably like four a months ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely play fucking Skyrim because there's so many things that you can do. Uh, there's so many things you can do in Skyrim. Like you could just uh, from like the get go, just do fucking side quests, meander around the fucking map, discovering stuff, just doing side quests until he decide to do the uh, store. Uh, and then after, when you decide to do the storyline, that's when all the major shit really uh, opens up. And uh, get this, because I was scrolling around the SVB shit. Uh, Harry and Meghan, the fucking royals, Apparently, they stand lo- stand to lose millions in the collapse of the SVB bank, man. So, like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's getting pretty Real bad shit. even for like the super rich and the royals, you know. So, once they're losing out, we're probably going to lose out. Well, 
everybody buckle up folks <laughs> buckle up gamers we're, we're going up. in yeah okay so so that we don't end on a fucking bitter black pill all i can say is this buckle up but pay the fuck attention all right it, it costs nothing to just like open up a tab and just check the fucking feed and read okay you can still watch your tiktok cat videos and your thirst traps and all that shit just pay well, no attention. Dignity. How will I watch 500 episodes of Power Rangers if I waste time reading the news? <laughs> but you can still do that. You just <laughs> gotta manage your time. It's it's a time management problem, sir. That's fair. I do I do currently have a goal to finish all of Power Rangers. There are, I believe I read this morning, 960 something episodes right now. I've probably watched a good two or three hundred of them which is a lot but i'm not even close to finishing them all <laughs> which uh. a lot of them a lot of them are kind of trash from the garbage can but i still i want to watch them all i kind of want to be like a power rangers completionist because like i like bad media like even if i don't like a power rangers season i think i'll be able to watch it especially because um, along with the Power Rangers episodes, I'm listening to a podcast that is an episode-by-episode watch-along podcast of Power Rangers uh, by two really funny and cool dudes. Uh, check, it out, check out Gamers. Uh, I'll plug them. Uh, it's called The Morphin Grid uh, by Hey, Jake, and Josh. It's a pretty good podcast, but I've been listening to them. So, like, even bad episodes, it's like they also think they're bad and will vamp about them and make jokes. And I'll be like, okay, now I'm glad I watched this bad episode of Power Rangers because I get to get all these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, my my goal currently is to watch all Power Rangers, just all of them. Uh, so we'll see we'll see how far I get. I believe I've finished seven out of what I believe are like twenty or so series. It gets weird because once Power Rangers was on Nickelodeon, they started splitting the same series into two seasons because Nickelodeon only lets you have a twenty episode season for some reason, and Power Ranger series are usually like forty. So once it's on Nickelodeon, it's like they all have like these, they're the same season, but there's Samurai, and then there's Super Samurai, and they're billed as different seasons, but they're really just one season, actually. They're <laughs> tricking you <laughs> into thinking it's two different seasons, where in reality it's one. So I think total, not counting those as separate, there's probably like just under 20. Um, and I've watched like seven, I think, <laughs> so far. It is, it is seven. I remember that is the exact number. Uh, so I, I am making headway. It was three when I started this adventure. Um, that's actually, I appreciate, I've started to appreciate Power Rangers more because I want to watch like more of the series, whereas I was always a huge Power Rangers fan, but it was always the same ones. Like up until I had started this adventure, I had only fully watched from beginning to end three Power Rangers series. And now I'm starting to work through more of them. Now I've watched seven so far. And they're all good. But I gotta watch the ones that I've heard are bad, and I'm scared. <laughs> 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 right, right now I'm watching a very good one. One of the ones that is like considered the best by a lot of the fans, and it is extremely good. Um, and then I'm thinking I might take a break and watch a Japanese season, because... Power Rangers steals its footage from a completely different show called Super Sentai that they make in Japan um, that is kind of similar, but also very different. And it's like there's a lot more mature storytelling um, is kind of the appeal that it has to a lot of Western audiences that discovered it. And they're like, oh, this is much cooler than Power Rangers. 
Um, mm-hmm. I still I still love Power Rangers a lot, but I've started to get into uh, Sentai. I finished one of the Sentais uh, recently. It was called uh, Ninpu Sentai Hurricaneer, and I would recommend it to any person ever. Everybody should watch Hurricaneer because it's so good, uh, and it's. The, it, it is one of the seasons that they made a Power Rangers out of. Um, it was in 2003, Power Rangers Ninja Storm, which is a good Power Rangers season. But Hurricaneer is something brilliant. Um, and I, I got a message from Mo. I haven't opened it, but I assume it's to wrap it up. So I'll wrap it up. <laughs> okay, you know, since you already told me, I was telling you I had to shit. And that was my okay. fucking way of saying, hey, can we wrap it up? Because you already, like, I might as well just say what it was now. You always do that. You always say, but I it's got it. funny. You, you, like, try to do it, like, slyly. And I'm no, like, no, okay. it's funnier if yeah, people know. Sure. Yeah, you make <laughs> fucking like peek behind the curtain and they see the man behind the curtain you know it like takes the ma- majesty the magical way they, they have to find the wizard of oz the, the pay no attention to the man behind the curtain mm-hmm. um, but uh all right gamers uh we can cut it off here thank you for listening to kira's kingdom episode 43 mo diggity where can our listeners find you all our listeners can find me at MSG official YT at twitter.com. You can check me out over there. I got a pin tweet with all my stuff on there. It's a link tree link. So, you know, follow at your own leisure, but especially follow the gaming channel, Mo side gaming, because we're about to overtake our, uh, our, my, uh, quote unquote main channel. Uh, but we're at 165 right now. So we only got like six subs to get up to them and then pass them. So I'm super jazzed about that because the channel's starting to do a little bit better. So I'm, I'm really happy. Our, our, we, I just had a, uh, uh, like a, a long form video go over like 150 views, but like my shorts always fucking kill it like two, 3000 stuff. So like I'm doing good on the numbers on the shorts, but I want, but my long form content's a lot of fun and I think it's super underrated. So go check it out. Huh? Yeah. You obviously have an app for long form content. I mean, this podcast was fucking two hours long. Um, you definitely make a lot of good long form content. It's just that that type of thing is less appealing generally in current society, whereas shorts, it's like, oh, I get to watch the funny old man do a Call of Duty trick for 30 seconds, and they get more views. I don't know if I'm offended by the funny old man or not, sir. The funny funny old man. Funny, wacky beard guy. The the weird thing about the the fucking long-form stuff is, it's a fucking coin flip. Like, one year everyone hates long form content and they love shorts next year or next six months later or something like that they like love both so it's like you That's gotta true. put out you gotta put out both forms just so you can luck out when the algorithm gods smile faith smile there favor has been this there has been a trend recently where i think it's kind of dying off now but like previously just a few months ago there was this trend of like the, the longest retrospectives about media you could possibly imagine. Like, people were putting out, like, 12-hour video essays about, like, a Disney Channel show they watched as a kid. Oh, and people man. were eating that up. I fucking ate that shit up so fucking much. I love the fucking absurd long-form content. And I even love it when it's, like, 20, 30 minutes uh, uh, long, too. Like, one of my favorite YouTubers... Uh, well, actually, like uh, uh, three of them, Sticks, Hex, and Hammer, Razor Fist, and uh, DJ Peach Cobbler. 
they have these long form like 20 30 minute videos sometimes they're just 10 minute rant videos but their long long form half hour uh long form content is like really cool and really informative and i i could just sit there and fucking eat it up and enjoy it like they could talk about like bicycling in the 1900s and you know i will fucking sit there with like a bucket of popcorn or my dinner and just fucking eat that shit up fucking listening to it i i love the shit out of that yeah definitely like long form content in general just being able to like sit through and enjoy it is good and like that craze that i was mentioning earlier about like the sitcoms like there's this guy named key and carlisle which i'll I'll plug him go check him out good youtube channel uh he made like this series of video essays about uh these two these two Disney XD like superhero sitcoms uh, from like my childhood from like the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, and they were two shows with like very different premises, but they shared a universe. And then eventually both the shows ended and then there was a new show where it was characters from both of them. Um, and that was like, it was like a shared universe, kind of like an MCU type of thing, except much smaller on Disney XD. Um, the shows were uh, Lab Rats and Mighty Med. Lab Rats was a show about uh, bionic superhuman teenagers uh, who live in the basement of a scientist who just married a young lady and her young son. Um, and then the young son discovers the bionic teenagers and uh, chaos and adventure ensues. Um, mm. And then there's Mighty Med, which is a show about two comic book nerds who discover that superheroes are real uh, via show by accidentally entering a superhero hospital. And then because of their vast comic book knowledge, they become doctors at the superhero hospital. And that's huh. the premise of the show is that they're doctors at the superhero hospital. And they're just like two 12 year old boys. One of them is kind of a smart egghead and the other one is dead stupid, <laughs> but they both love comic books. So they're competent doctors because they know all the like superhero facts. They know like, Oh, this guy's powered by this. So if we do this, then we can give him, we can make him better. Um, like they have all that knowledge and that's the premise. And that show is amazing. I watched these video essays and it actually inspired me to go back and watch every episode of Mighty Med. I watched all of Mighty Med, both seasons. It was like 52 episodes. And I just like binged it in like less than a month, maybe like a week or two, because I, I watched this video essay and I was like, yeah, that show was awesome. And then I watched the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the three YouTubers, well, the the three YouTube channels that really got me into that kind of like uh, essay and uh, review stuff. It was uh, uh, Angry Joe. Uh, it was um, uh, uh, Cinemassacre, you know, AVGN. And then later on, my love for those two channels uh, got into uh, the Procrastinators. And then oh, I got yeah. into the... I got into the uh, the lectures and stuff, and that that made me branch off into like a thousand other fucking YouTube channels that did lectures and stuff like that. So yeah, I I fucking dig the uh, the hell out of that uh, kind of content. Anyway, I'm I done. Still, I kind of got off track. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll end after this comment. But you had mentioned the okay. procrastinators, and this is like my my dirty little secret. I am a people know me as the Trixie worshiper. I I, I worship the ground she walks on. I love everything she does. Um, but one one thing I think is kind of unfortunate, really would have liked to see that Brony lecture. Like, I know she doesn't want to put it out. She doesn't identify with it anymore because she made it before she transitioned and, like, all the other reasons she's not happy with it. But I really wanted to see that Brony lecture, though. <laughs> that's that's, ah, that's, well. that's my one thing. It's like, man, I really want, I need, I, I, wanna, I want her to hashtag release the Brony cut. I'm not going to bother her about it or do anything about it, but it's like, man.
I really want to see that Peroni lecture. Because <laughs> there was only ever one lecture that she did. Like, all the other procrastinators did two or three. She only did the biggest problem one. That was the only Trixie lecture we ever got. She also recorded the Brony lecture, but she she scrapped it. So we only got the one. But, you know, stuff happens. I understand. If you're not satisfied with content, you don't want to put it out. I just have a different philosophy where whenever I make something, even if it's bad, I'm like, I might not feel good about this, but, like, it was content, and somebody might like it someday. So I'd rather it be out for those people than it not to come out at all. That's right. how I feel about it. Um, but we'll get to plugs so Mo Diggity can shit. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank Mo. you, thank you. I'm like, uh, I'm Mo already did his plugs. Uh, uh, I, so. I know. I'm sweating, and it's my fault. It's totally my fault. So, uh, Anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed. They did reboot. They rebranded Anchor.fm as Spotify for podcasters. Um, because Spotify has owned Anchor. That's been a thing for a long time. But now there's I a full Spotify rebrand. Spotify was Spotify for podcasters. No, no, no. But they just, it's Spotify for podcasters because you upload the, your podcast there to Spotify um, so and Anchor also to other it. places. So okay, now it's Spotify so- for podcasters. You can still put your podcast on other places. So don't worry. We're still on like Apple and stuff. Um, but oh, now so- Anchor is po- Spotify for podcasters. Anchor is no more. It is now Spotify Aww. for podcasters. Um, but if you, I like the, Anchor.fm. But uh, for now, Anchor.fm links still work. So the shit we've been peddling and the shit I will continue to pedal because it's a lot easier. Because now the links are podcasters.spotify.com/slash/show/slash whatever your show is. Where with Anchor, it's like oh, Anchor.fm/slash Kira's Kingdom. Um, but those those still work if you type them in. So I'm gonna keep plugging it that way for now. Uh, that being said, uh, the main place where you can find everything that I do is if you go to anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed. Um, there's a bunch of podcasts there from years and years of podcast backlog, backlog. And there might be some new stuff there soon. I don't know. There's there's some plans. Every time I think I'm going to do something on the Megafeed, somebody convinces me to make it its own feed. Um, but <laughs> these, these products I'm thinking of are like they are synonymous with the Megafeed, and I don't think it, a a feed for them is necessary so the mega feed might start getting active again um but the main draw of it for now is it's basically my link tree if you go to the description of that podcast it has links to my youtube my twitch all my other podcasts that have their own feed and just everything i do on the internet uh, except for anchor.fm slash curious kingdom which i need to remember to add um but uh thank you all for listening i've been riley and i've been mo And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.